We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode of Veterans Minimum is sponsored by Blue Chew. Legends, let's talk about sex. Remember the days you were always ready to go. Now you can increase your performance and get those extra confidence strokes in the bedroom. Listen up, bluechew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. The best part, it's all done online, so no awkward visits at the doctor's office, no weird conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew wants to help you guys have better sex. We want you to have better strokes. Discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. And listeners of Veterans Minimum, try Blue Chew for free. Use the promo code VM at checkout. Just pay $5 for the shipping. That's bluechew.com. Promo code VM to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com, promo code VM at checkout to get those better strokes. Now hit the theme music. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now this the black sheep sticking it to him. I need a crib like I'm Gatsby. I need it in hand. Just understand my pocket's that deep. With nothing to prove, I ain't got nothing to do. And it can't compete, and I got nothing to lose. You see, they told me I'm the one that's going to benefit. Never been a threat. Ah, yes. What's good, everybody? Welcome back to Veterans Minimum. I'm your host, Nick Dayes. At Nick Dayes, tenders, you can find me. All things Veterans Minimum are at Veterans Minimum. My guest today, to my right, with another fantastic jersey. Have you worn the same jersey twice yet? Not on this show. <laughs> no. That's gang, baby. No. Let's go. But you, like, listen. <laughs> I probably am about a good 50 jerseys deep before you get to start running. The repeat? Yeah. The, the only, football season gets a little bit dicier just because I only have so many Redskin jerseys. I have, like, mm. probably 20, 30 Redskin jerseys. So. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Josh Williams back in the building. The host of the American Fan 365. Check that out. And also a very special guest. This guy, uh, kind of a piece of shit, if I'm being honest, <laughs> because I've been in Vegas in September of 2022. Oh, We've only hung out three times, which is crazy. But he has inspired my golf game, and he's taught me a lot about the fight game. Lazy to Savage. Mike What's up, man? I appreciate it. 
It's good to finally be on here. I know it's been long overdue. So, um, and you're welcome, motherfucker, because I introduced you to your newest addiction now. So, yeah. How is the golf game coming along? It's good, bro. It's good. I'm enjoying it way more than I ever thought I would in my life. Really? Never was a golf guy. I used to think it was corny. I used to think it was lame. I was like, bro, I'm not going to do that. I'm a real athlete. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was was what I thought. I didn't know any better. Oh, okay. I didn't know that that's how you (laughs) felt about golf. We go out together, and it was supposed to be just a driving range. Yeah. And that was the only thing I ever did. I've only done a driving range. Sees me hit a couple. He's like, bro, throwing you out into the wolves. We're going right now. We're going to play nine holes right now. And, uh, yeah, I did fairly we all right. We played more than nine holes, didn't we? I think we almost, didn't we? We didn't play 18, didn't we? We didn't play 18, but we also fucked up because we we went the wrong way on one of them. So then we, we circled <laughs> Go back figure. around. Go figure. <laughs> but, it's probably uh, my home track and I still did it. Was, I, yeah. At one point, he was like, bro, you're trying to, we weren't playing for money or anything, but he was like. Sandbagging. Yeah. He, yeah. He's like, you're, you're sandbagging me, bro. You're, already, like, you're already playing for money? No, but he was like, he was like, bro, you've played this before. I'm like, Mike, on our friendship, I've never done this shit. He's like, nah, bro, you've played. Because I was doing fairly well. Now, the putting, it's a nightmare. But everything else was... Yeah, fun. no, you uh, you had a natural swing. It was, it was fun to play with. Because usually, I don't take... If you suck at golf, man, like, I'm not going to take you out on the course. Because it can be a nightmare. <laughs> you know, it's like the worst thing ever, playing with someone that sucks. Like, it's So, yeah, no, I was impressed. And uh, I'm glad you're here sticking with it. Have you been going to the driving range still? Once a week. Hey, okay, okay. you've been making time once a week. But but dude, I don't have I don't have that much time. I'll find little pockets. Yeah. So like I just go by myself. Yeah. I mean we've been trying to coordinate something for what, like a month and a half now? Yeah. We had a little group going every Wednesday and we just ended up it ended up being a drinking party at the the driving range. No one's working on the game. Everybody's (laughs) just hammering down beers and having a good time. But that's also what we do on the golf course. So that's part of the fun. I mean, being out there. So yeah, we got to get back out there. The wind's got a pretty nice golf course. Wind does, yeah. I've played it a couple times. It's oh, okay. uh, it's extravagant, to say the least. Yeah. So. It's also expensive. It's very, the very expensive. <laughs> I gambled here and I was, like, I was like, yeah, I was like what's up with some comps? They're like, nah. Nah, nah. nah they're Full price. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They'll give you like a $20 discount. No, like, not even. It. But not even. Oh, man. But yeah, that's that's dope that yeah, you're playing. I'm happy to have both of you on on this particular episode because we just had a pay-per-view over the weekend. And uh, you especially, man, you've put on a clinic when it comes to the fight game because you've worked with like the who's who, you've been cage side, you've been backstage, just like the nuances of the fight game. You've schooled me all the time. And the one thing, bro, that he told me, and I'm sure you probably get this too because you know a lot of fighters too, Listen, this is the number one sports betting vibe on the internet. I like the D-Gen a little bit. You know, we hit a couple parlays over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, shouts to Jared Gordon. He won his fight. First round knockout. Yeah, his first time fighting in Madison Square Garden in his career. So that was pretty excited. I bet on Jared. Yeah. Right? He, bet on your friend. But you pressed me one time. Oh, you're like, yeah. don't you ever fucking tell him. Don't tell him ever. Don't tell him ever. Yeah. It's the biggest... It's. They already got enough pressure on them, you know? Now they're like, damn, now I'm going to cost you money. Like, I've been around some, there's some crazy mentalities in this sport. Like, you know, some are really cool. Like, DC is cooler than a milkshake in a snowstorm. I ain't going to mention some of the other names I've been. They're they're intense, like, during fight week and stuff. So, like, any added pressure is what you're trying to avoid, you know? Because they feel like they let you down, too. And that's just, like, you know, it's... See, and, and then look, and then my friends, they're all like, and you better bet for me. 
And I'm just, I don't like to do it because I don't like putting anything out there. Out there it's yeah. already enough on me just seeing my friend fight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's hard. That's already like, oh. that takes on its own feeling, everything. But then adding money on top of it, even if I feel like they're going to win, yeah. one, I'm not going to be subjective mm. at all. So that's, that's the other reason why I can't do it. Because it's like, no. If I know you, I can do it. But if you're my friend, I don't touch it. Watching my friends fight alone was hard enough. Yeah, I used to have tough. to get like hammered and just to like calm down. Like yeah. Rhonda, man, when, when I was working with Rhonda, because we knew the moment she lost, it was going to be the end of the world because... Really? I mean, I wouldn't even play Monopoly with Rhonda. You know what I'm saying? Because she's... <laughs> the board would go flying if I won. Super you know, like, competitive. I mean, she's, but that's what it takes to be the best in the world like she was. And yeah. she had... I mean... When you talk about work ethic, like at their peak, I would say the athletes I saw train the hardest in my life, Nick and Nate Diaz, Ronda Rousey, Floyd Mayweather. I mean, those are just a couple of names that are right there at the top DC. Um, you know, she trained hard, man. And she, but she burned fast. You know, when you train, when you're fighting three times a year, like she was, and just it's the fight camps that are tough, yeah. you know? And so when she would fight, I'm there with her every single day. I mean, the good days and the bad days. And so by the time she gets to fighting, you're just like, you're shaking. And it's like watching your sister or your brother out there fighting. Yeah. So it's not fun. It's fun when you win and it's a blast. It's the highest of highs, but the lowest of lows, you know? Yeah. Uh, dude, on, on Saturday, because I usually watch the fights with the guys that I train jujitsu with. And uh, we go to my buddy Kyle's house and we'll do like a watch along. <clears throat> but Jared was on the prelims. And uh, they're blowing up the group chat. They're like, hey, man, where you at? You guys coming? You guys coming? And uh, I had to watch that shit on my own. Yeah. No, I it's, it's I like that. I can't watch it with people, man. I used to be like that with the Giants when, like, the Giants were good. Yeah. Granted. It's we're been, good. It's we're, been, we're like, fine. a decade now, right? <laughs> yeah. It's been a minute. But, like, yo, I can't I can't be around people. And even if they're rooting with it, like, it just it's Because, like, that's the... I've, I've gotten to know a lot of fighters now, especially living out here and training yeah, at yeah. Syndicate. But like that's my guy, guy. You know, yeah. like I, he's from my hometown. The guy that got me into jujitsu was his best man. Like it's a different kind of thing. So like when he wins, like you said, we're up here. Yeah. When he loses, bro, I feel like I. And got the worst missed. is when you're at the arena and you're sitting next to some jackass that's just like, just get up or like punch him in the face, and yeah. you're just like, bro, shut up, because you know you got like some sort of connection with the dude yeah. or the chick in there fighting. And uh, you feel like you're in there with them. A yeah. part of you is. You some, are. You know, and like, especially when you're there during the training camps and stuff like that. It's like, fuck, man. I thought Jessica I got killed by Valentina. And like, I was working with Jessica and like, that's scary, man. Like, she didn't move for like five whole minutes. Yeah, bro. She Jessica was, out was cold. in trouble. Yeah. And like, you got to remember, this isn't tennis. Like, these guys aren't playing baseball. They don't just get to go home and laugh. Like, they go home with some serious injuries, some brain damage for life. I mean, look at Phil Baroni. I mean, that used to, I used to be friends with Phil Baroni. Bro, you want to talk about the ass end of a, a career and like going south because of, you know, that kind of damage. It's, it's what these fighters are up against. So, yeah, it's wild. It's not fun to watch them, you know, when especially, that kind of stuff happens. Yeah, especially when it goes south. To, you, to your point, you know, it, it's the same way with my Redskins. Like, I, I can't be around people. I don't I don't feel comfortable because if it does go bad, 
Like now you got to see me at like my most carnal, <laughs> upset, like, you know what I mean? Really losing, flying off the handle. I, yeah, I get it. I get it. hundred percent. Yeah, it's weird, bro. But like to your point, Mike, with the, I guess the, it's the fight game. It's so much different. Like when you lose, you lose sometimes the way Jessica did. Yeah. And it's like, you're That's, a highlight for Fuck, Rockhold was drinking through a straw practically after the Jan Blokovic fight, you know? And then what just happened with Mike Perry, he got his whole jaw just jacked up like that. I mean, and yeah, <laughs> you don't go home with just slight bumps and bruises, you know? Like, it's it's some real shit. Bro, I, I got to meet Luke Rockhold at, at SummerSlam with you. Oh, my God, and, yeah. And uh, we were tossing back some <laughs> drinks, and, and Mike was like, yo, we're going to chill with Luke. I was like, who's Luke? He's like, Rockhold, you idiot. I was like, my bad, bro. I'm not on first name basis with him. How was I supposed to know I that? I thought you knew that I was there with him. I thought it maybe, I don't know. I had no idea. Then he was like, yo, what do you want to drink? I was like, bro, this is dope. I was like, you're one of my favorite fighters. He's just buying me drinks. I was like, Jameson. He's like, I bet. We were just tossing some cold ones back, bro. Yeah. I've had some rages with Rockhold before. Good times, but I can still feel those hangovers just thinking about <laughs> just thinking about getting a twitch of you. Yeah. Hey, man, what do you think about? Because uh, I feel like you, in particular, because of who your uh, your friend is, um, I feel like you had a close eye on that main event on Saturday. Oh, of course, of course. I mean, listen, uh, you're welcome. You're welcome, Alex Perea. Like, you're welcome. That this Cause, cause, this moment is because of you. This moment is because of me. It's really because like, of you, bro. Like you get to do this <laughs> because of this guy right here. Yeah. A thousand percent. You want to be a yeah. hooper? Yeah, man. So yes, <laughs> I was keeping story. a really, really, really close eye on that one. Um, I mean, I, I think Jamal out. So okay, Alex's that that deceptive leg kick that he has. I think that that is the biggest weapon that he would have against Jamal. Because he his striking is very good. He's he's strong and you know obviously he's got he's got intense power. But movement, yeah, you know I mean like Yuri wasn't really doing a whole like he was he was doing his weird angles but he wasn't doing a lot of his changing, you know, getting around the the cage. Like it was he was still kind he was of one LA eating up. Yeah, yeah that yeah. too. That too. And so that that is that would be the weapon that, and I said that earlier on my show today. That's the weapon that I would worry about for Jamal mm. is that leg kick because I've seen him, you know, have leg kick situations in fights before, and it's like, all right, Jamal, you got to get this dude up out of here because starting to I see I see the buckle in the leg a little bit. You starting to walk like this, and yeah. it's like, all right, you got to hurry up. But um, as far as skill and and on the feet, yeah. Have you taken leg kicks before? He's kicked me before, oh, and I don't man. appreciate that. Just, he just does it, and it's like he's like, "Oh, bro, I'm just you know just showing you." I'm like, "Look, man, stop doing that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is not cool." Yeah, bro, I've t- I've told this story many times. I don't know if I've told it on the pod, but when I first started grappling and doing jujitsu, I asked my coach. I was like, "Yo, I, I watched the fight game, and like, you know, I'm watching all these events, and I kind of have an idea of how to check a kick or like how to throw it." <laughs> I was like, "Yo, how do you check? You kicks? think you do?" Huh? So he's he's eating right. He gets up and. He, Things off his mouth. He goes, all right, yo. He's like, throw a kick. I was like, how hard? He's like, as hard as you want. I was like, ah, I'll go like 25. Like, like, dude, I'm talking about like the motion was like this. Yeah. Fucking shin on knee. I was like, God damn. He's like, yeah, Ooh. you just got checked. I was like, I'm going to stick to this jujitsu shit. Yeah, I'm, not to, shit I'm not trying to get punched in hey, the face. But and I no got kicks. little like toothpick legs too, uh-uh. man. I, I swear to God, I get Anderson Silva, Chris Weidman for sure. Like, you know. Snap. Uh, yeah. Without a doubt. I, like, 
Yeah. I, Yo, you've been in the in the fight game for a minute, and you've been following years, it for think, yeah. yeah for so long. When did this leg kick shit really? become a big part of the game. I think when I first started, like, I mean, you can go back to like Pedro Hizo days, like way back in, in the, like the, the dark ages of the UFC, if you want to call it. I mean, it was effective then, but Crow Cop was, was butchering people in pride. Um, you know, so, um, I think it's always been around, you know, I don't think it really exploded. I think somebody like, um, Josie Aldo came around and made it real popular. During his fight with like Uriah Faber, yeah, where he was just butchering his legs and things like, I think there's been key fights that people be like, "Wow, that's seriously effective," you know. But like, it's always been there, and the real martial artists know about it for sure. It, Bro, it um, seems like now. Well, now and now, it you have to have it in your playbook, or you have to have a way to defend it. Um, that and also like, bro, easier two, said than done, though. Two right? kicks, two kicks into fights, you could already tell. Like, oh, Trouble. shit. Is, his leg is done. Especially Trouble. when you're cold, man. You eat a cold, a kick cold, and you're just like, oh, God. And then it's just like, oh. And you take a kick the right way. There goes your ACL, MCL, LL, whatever the fuck. All, whatever, the, all, the, the, all, the, all the CLs are gone. <laughs> man, so. I ain't cut out for that shit, bro. No. I'll get knee passed. Like knee slice on <laughs> guard passes. And I feel like I got Charlie horse. I'm like, yo, I'm going to need a second. I'm like, I can't <laughs> yeah. think of these days. And how old are you? 32. Oh man, yeah. I mean, you're you're catching that hill. It's hard Come to recover. On, no, it's it's hard uh, to recover. Let's, I remember when I turning uh, thirty was different. How, was how old just, are you? I'm thirty eight. So. Okay, we, so I just turned thirty nine. So I'm yeah. Jesus, I'm the only person oldest, oldest so, person here. Yeah, it's different now. Trying to trying to heal. That's why I wish I would have started when I was younger, man. Yeah. Like, and you just wake up and you feel like Iron Man. And Good. Yeah. Yo, I I only feel it when I take off. That's that's very true now, too. Now I'm in rhythm. I, I feel yeah. great. I tell my friends this because like my, my crew growing up, I was like one of the older kids and like, you know, I'm 32 now. So the, the oldest was 33 to like 28. That's yeah. like my friend group growing up. And some of them are turning 30 and they see all the memes and shit. I was like, bro, physically, I feel amazing. What killed me though was when I took the two weeks off when I went oh, back home, I went to Columbia. I did one, bro, I did one day, I did two jujitsu classes. The Wednesday I was down in Medellin. I didn't do nothing else, bro. When I came back, yeah, that's when I was like, I needed a good two weeks to get my get body back, back in rhythm. Into it, yeah. But me doing it every day, feel great. Yeah. You do it. You do it every day. I do jujitsu. I try to do five classes a week. That's my goal. However, I can get to five, and then I lift in between. So I, I'm in the gym like six days a week. You lifting too? That's I'm, good, man. Yeah, man. I'm doing. I'm doing everything, bro. And and like, I'm What's just your cardio. Kinda, like cardio is very good. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when I when that. I train when I train with some of the guys at the gym, like they're black belts and brown belts yeah, and sure. shit, I can't give them the the proper look sometimes. Like they're way better than me on the Bro, ground. Bro, you're a fish food for them. What are you talking about? Yeah, proper yeah, looks. Yeah, <laughs> look. But what I do, what I do is like I I, I push a pace, bro. <laughs> okay. I push a pace. Oh, okay. Hey, hey, you uh, trying to get a pace? Listen, I push the pace. I get that cardio uh, going. I get that heart racing. That's hilarious. Come on, one Darce is all it takes. Bro. <laughs> oh, the Darce, the Darce is three stripe brown belt. Listen, this like, guy. Let me tell you. Oh, that's funny. I'm glad to hear your training, though. It gives you a whole new respect for the for martial arts in general. Yeah, just like you can, you are now like more acceptable to be around fighters. It's like it's different when you're a fan and you come around a lot of like Nick and Nate shit. If you don't train, you don't even belong around. Mm. Like that's the reason I started training was because of Nate Diaz. He gave me a room in the gym and was like, "Yo, all your rent's paid as long as you train twice a day." And I was like. 
Damn it. But then, like you said, as soon as you get started, it's addicting. And then when you're training with guys like that, it's just you feel like you're in a killer mentality just... And like, I'm a scrub, white belt, trash, you know? Yeah. And these guys are real killers in here yeah. that are really trying to train to kill people. So that energy is infectious, but it also is like, it's like poison in your brain, you know what I'm saying? Because you're and, not good enough yet. Yeah, so but you it start also, yeah, you're not good enough, yeah. but it also makes you just want to just like kill and just get <laughs> like better and better. And it's, it is addicting, but... uh yeah. Yeah, I ended up getting my arm snapped in a jiu-jitsu tournament. Um, I was in an open weight tournament. And the video's online. It's pretty pretty wild. Oh, uh, have you ever seen it? you no, never seen no, it? No, oh, but I, I know you told me that you had gotten hurt. And then that was yeah, the reason why. that was a wrap. I was training for a year straight trying to get my blue belt under Randy Spence, who is the black belt at the Diaz Academy. The guy is a fucking savage. He's a G. And look, to get a blue belt at the Diaz Academy, you better be choking out like browns and purples at least, you know, like on a regular. It's, yeah. They don't fuck around like when it comes to that. So yeah. I wanted my blue belt so bad and uh, came in second in my division during this tournament, which I was pissed off about. So then I entered the open weight tournament and like I look around like everybody's my size, right? And then they're like, Lazy the Savage to the mat. I get up and I'm like looking around, waiting for my opponent to come. And they're like, so-and-so, and this motherfucker comes out of the corner, like, from the depths of the darkness. <laughs> this big old troll motherfucker, like, 230 pounds, easy, jumps up and, and walks to the mat. I'm like, God, and, you know, can't be no bitch, especially at the Diaz Academy, right? Yeah, so I'm like, yeah. slap hands, let's go, bro. This guy shot a double leg on me and took me across the room, and I was like, I'm in trouble, bro. <laughs> I'm in trouble. They reset us to the center, and he put me in a scarf hold, and I didn't even have a, I didn't even have a split second to tap. He just snapped my humerus clean in half. Dang. But it sounded like somebody broke a two-by-four, and uh, oh, yeah. I just remember laying there and just being like, all I could say was, yeah, because like, yeah, yeah. I went from training twice a day to now in the out. best shape of my life, and now <clears throat> I'm looking at six months before I can even fucking wipe my where, own ass. Where, it felt where, like, where you know? did you? Where did it? Where did you? Where I broke the humerus? Oh so it was right no, on the bicep. this yeah. this bone. Yeah, so it snapped oh clean, God. which it didn't need surgery, which is wild. I didn't know that was even a thing. I thought that you had to get like pins and needles and all that. No, they just. Put that shit back together, pretty much wrapped it up and yeah. bones mended on their own. This arm is actually stronger than my other arm now, but I'll never be able to throw a baseball again. Like not, wow. not further than 25 yards. Like it's wild, it's, which is, and I didn't rehab it properly. Like I should have. Mm. And yeah, man, but it's serious injuries. That's also why I kind of stopped training, man. Cause I like can't afford to get injured anymore. And oh, I was bro. getting hurt. I'm injury prone. I, I feel you. I hear you on that. That's why I kind of like uh, when I, whenever I train, I train with the same same fifteen That's twenty smart. people all the time, yeah. and there'll be people that'll be like, "Hey, man, you got a partner?" I'm like, "Nah, man, I'm good." Yeah, and I'll just find someone because I feel safe when I train with them. And granted, and I everyone I train with, bro, they're all way better than me. Yeah. Like it's That's not like key, I'm picking though. easy rounds. Yeah. I'm going with people that I know whoop my ass. But they're yeah. not, no one's going to, no yeah. one's going to green light you. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And, so. and also I've noticed that like the, the upper belts you go with, they're way safer like than the spazzy white belt. They're yeah. even your, your level. That's known for like, sure. Your Hands level down. is the worst. Yeah. Because there it's like, <laughs> everybody trying to muscle something. and spaz out, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's crazy, man. Yeah. It's crazy. But, uh, as far as, uh, this pay-per-view, bro, just to put a bow on it, we do got a new heavyweight champ. Um, I put a lot of money on Aspinall. 
Nice. Oh, yeah, I felt really good about Aspinall came wow. out there. And bro, he ate a one-two clean where the mouthpiece almost came out in the first exchange. <laughs> I see, and yeah. I'm sitting there in the fetal position. I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. I had two parlays pending with him. I had some Ooh. straight bet money because it was a, from a betting perspective, this was a really tight card. Like the biggest favorite on the main card was St. Denis. And he was like minus 180. Like everything else was... Uh, 125. Dern, Dern was like minus 160. Uh, Lope, uh, Lopez and uh, Sabatini was like minus 110 plus 100. Uh, the main event was a pick'em. The The co-main was minus 115, minus 105. So it was a very tight card from a betting perspective. And what was the line on the Aspinall fight? Uh, minus 110 both ways. Oh, okay. Kind of a pick'em. Yeah. yeah. Some late money came in on Pavlovich and I was like, fuck, man. That's, you never want to see that like right before yeah. the card. But uh, yeah, man, he got he got the job done, and that dude is that hybrid heavyweight now, bro. Like he he bounces around like a two hundred five. Yeah, he bounces. He's very nimble. He's light on his feet. Yes, he's really good on the ground. He's he's great standing too. And I mean, we saw him take fucking Pavlovich's best shot and, and just eat it. And Pavlovich had been just going, going everyone. through everyone. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I mean, my my thing, how do you feel about him versus John Jones? Because, I mean, you know, that would be obviously the next fight to make, potentially, if it's not Stipe. Um, did you see Stipe? Did you see, I, I put that on my show earlier. Did you see Stipe at the at the fight? Yeah, looking 80 years old. Man, them hips. He, he was walking around with Phil Jackson's hips. Really? Yeah, was. he was... He was like trying to get around that hip. I haven't been paying too much attention, to be honest. Like, unless it's a friend fighting and stuff like that, I haven't been watching too much. So I don't know too much about them. I know Stipe, though. I mean, shoot, I, he's been in the game for quite some time. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't even. And what's up with John? I know he tore the peck, right? Tore or, yeah, that's why this car got moved around like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, that's unfortunate. How many times has John fought in like the last. Since Dominic Reyes, he only had the Cyril Gon fight. Yeah. So we're coming up on February. It'll be four How many years. rounds was that? One. Bro, it was, it was like inside one. It was, no, shoot. It was inside a minute and a half. It was relatively quick. Yeah. It was about two to three minutes in the it first was like round. The, yeah. It was like the second exchange. He had him up against that cage and that was it. <laughs> Damn. Yo, let me ask you because you, you'd probably be able to give us a pretty good answer. I have a take and I could be ignorant because I'm not in the space. Right. I cover it. I know some people in it, but. What's the thought process behind short notice fights? Like, could be, it could be a great thing and it could be, I mean, it depends. I've seen people been like, this is the best thing. I got no time to get nervous. I got no time. Like Volkanowski said it best during his, this late fight against Islam, right? He's like, there's no added pressure, you know, and athletes that train constantly all year round and stuff like that, that's almost like a jump for them. So, but then you have a lot, you have a shit ton of excuses, you know, when you lose. You know, I didn't have time to prepare for this, or I, you know, I was dealing with this. I had going through a divorce, whatever. Yeah. So it's a double-edged sword. But um, I think for up-and-coming fighters, if you have an opportunity to take on a like step in and steal someone's thunder or their spotlight, that's that's the best case scenario, you know? Nate Diaz, like you said, with with Connor. As long as the money's right, yeah. Uh, because they will try and get you, you know? They'll try and get you to fight and 
and get you to be a replacement and uh, just take advantage of you and you should know your worth. But that's where you got to kind of measure what's, is the juice worth the squeeze? Mm. You know, am I, am I being taken advantage of, or is this an actual opportunity for me to go out and seize the day? When Nate fight, when Nate fought Connor and they were trying to negotiate with Nate was already a fucking superstar. Like he was already like, yeah, that fight put him over the top and he was on like, like Good point. Morning America and shit like that, yeah. but in in the real hardcore MMA fans' eyes, that was already the man, and like that's why that post fight speech with the Michael Johnson fight was so real. You're taking everything I work for. He was real pissed. Like you are taking everything I work for. And it's crazy because I almost had those two hanging out. Like when Connor came over to the UFC, I almost like tried to link them up. And there's a video online too of Connor talking about how I almost paired them up trying to get him to come train with Nick Diaz in Vegas and trying to, you know, get the schedule together with those two was just not <laughs> happening. So, but we barely missed each other. You know what I'm saying? And then all of a sudden polar opposites to being like, you know, but they were trying to get Nate and they were trying to get him to, to fight under his ultimate fighter contract uh, during that first Conor McGregor fight. And it ended up being the number one pay-per-view for so long. Like, yeah. And the gate on it was huge. And it would have been way, it was way bigger than a potential fight with Connor and Rafael Dos Anjos. So, oh, without a doubt. But we're, like, I think guys like Cowboy Cerrone and stuff like that, they were like, I'll fight Connor right now for free just to prove, you know, that they're a company man or a badass, or whatever. But Nate did the right thing. He like hardcore negotiated. And I think that's where you got to give him props, man. The guy's a lot smarter than people give him credit for. Were you, uh, were you at that fight? The Nate and Connor, yeah, I was. That yeah. was that was my first UFC fight. Yeah. Oh wow, that's a I, hell of a one to go to. I, and I I got tickets from Connor's people, and I was so excited. And I was yeah. like, oh my god! And then I felt like the bad luck guy. So when they fought again at Madison Square Garden, yep, he was like, "You want to come?" And I was like, "No." Oh man! No, and I didn't go. I thought we won that fight. By the way, it was a did, close one. Did you really? I think I. I don't know. I'm Yo, I'm a little biased. Nah, nah, bro. I got a lot of respect for Connor. I yeah. think he's great for the sport. I, like I said, there's a reason I reached out to him in the first place because I was I was working for MiddleEasy.com back in the day, and I was like, "Yo, this kid is over in Ireland, flipping the like hands up like Diaz brother style, like how I'm I'm a huge fan of yeah. that kind of thing." And I'm like, "He's gonna be legit. a big deal." Yeah, and sure enough, he came over and he's fighting Marcus Brimage, and I was trying to get him in the circle. I was already I was thinking I was living with Ronda at the time. So we were like inviting people to come out and stay with us and train for like weeks at a time, you know? And so we tried to get Connor to do that as well. Again, almost linked up, but didn't, you know? So Mike has had a life. It's dude, sometimes bro, I, yeah, I trip. No I, I see, hey, man. This is dope. Man. I this is trip, really, bro. Really Imagine dope. like being a Laker fan and like Kobe Bryant is your favorite player. And then next thing you know, you're hey. working for the Lakers and Kobe is your best friend. I mean, yeah. that shit happened to me like multiple times. That's dope. Man. I got traded a few times, different teams. Right. But you right. know, hey, I'm in the league, right? We, you know, so it's all good. Make the new fan, you know, make sure we give the new fan base a show. Yeah, that's all that's yeah, all that yeah. matters. Yeah, I appreciate you. Bro, huge. <laughs> I'm telling you, we'll hang out with him one time, get a couple of cold ones in. He'll fucking cut promos and just yeah. he'll, he'll, he'll tell you some wild <laughs> shit, man. Like yeah, it's, I've experienced some crazy stuff. Do you man. do you live out here, Mike? I'm here in Vegas. Yeah, I don't know okay. if I'll leave again. Um, I love it out here, man. Networking. Bro, he's, and, he's another one. He'd be like, "Yo, bro, you got to move out here." Yeah, you got to move out here. I'm all about it. I I left Vegas to go work for Ronda in in, uh, in L.A. and um, as soon as I was done with that, I was like, you know what? Fuck LA. I'm out of here. Like, take me back to Vegas. And yeah. cause 
man, I, I don't think you can beat this city. I, like, I'm not a fan of New York. Um, it's too crowded. Florida's all right, I guess. But, like, I, Vegas is just where the action's at, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, I see people that I haven't seen in years because everybody comes to Vegas, you know, and it's not hard to link up. Now, that's also a gift and a curse because people be like, I'm in Vegas. I'm like, bro, it's Tuesday. Like, yeah. <laughs> have fun. Oh, like, bro. It's <laughs> Tuesday for me. Can I tell you, personal experience, worst, worst, worst girls I've been on dates with, the ones that come to visit. Oh, yeah, you don't date out-of-towners. Because they want the strip and they want... No, and I don't Marquee, ever come down. And here. They, yeah, you I, have bro, to. I'm here. I'm here five days a week. Yeah. I don't. I don't like coming here. Yeah. No, but I'm saying when when someone comes to visit, I'm not going to take them to fucking Henderson. They want to see Vegas. Yeah, they want to right. see the casinos and the strip and all that. You yeah. ain't doing it right. You still. It's all right. You still. Still, still, still youngster. <laughs> still youngster. <laughs> you got to take them to Lake Las Vegas. You take you look you look you what you do is you say I take I'm, on a Fremont I'm, to see the Fremont. I'm, oh, I'm man, gonna show you. I'm gonna show you Nick Dayus Vegas. Let's go. And then you take them to your spots. Okay. And then you, oh, this is romantic. This is quiet. Like you, you take you take them to that. You take them to the show, but the show can't be every day. Yeah. We don't want to watch you know and bro, Monday you'll night go football bro every trying day. Trying to date out here in Vegas, man. Shoot, bro. Like, <laughs> it's another thing. Like everything yeah. here is just so expensive. Like, that. Exactly why you you take long walks. Shout yeah. out to shout <laughs> out to city's Fremont, all about who you bro. know too. Though. You can make a lot of networking connection yeah. if you play this city right. Everything's a trade and yep. a bargain. Yes, no, yeah. no, that's that's a yeah. thousand percent correct. Favorite, <laughs> I'm all about that life too. So yeah. connecting and conducting is what um, that's what I do. So for sure. All right, let's get into some NFL. But before we do, let's give a shout out to one of our sponsors. Fly me out. Fly Me Out scouts and curates trips to some of the world's most exciting locations. Those who join only need to purchase their slot. They take care of everything else from logistics to activities. It's a phenomenal way to meet and network with the top achievers and innovators in various industries. Listeners of Veterans Minimum, do you legends ever feel the urge to break away and discover the world with a like-minded tribe? Let me introduce you to Fly Me Out, the premier social travel club. Imagine if LinkedIn, Airbnb, and Raya had a travel-loving baby. Whether you're looking to network with professionals on a beach or bond with creatives in the heart of a city, Fly Me Out has got you covered. Dive into the curated experiences they put together, and with their platform, it's never been easier to find your tribe and see the globe. Don't just travel. Make memories with Fly Me Out. Listeners of the show, download the app, Fly Me Out, and use code VM1 for expedited application review. That is code VM1 for expedited application review. Fly me out. We want to thank you for being a sponsor of the show. And as always, fly me out. Get me out there, bro. Back to Columbia. You be selling me with these ads, bro. Where's the, where's dude, the, where's the next spot that you want to do? Dude, listen, to? you know what's crazy, bro? <laughs> my friends cut my ass because, like, I can't read. <laughs> Your friends what? Oh, they cut my ass. Like, they make fun of me, bro. Come yeah. on, grow up. Dude. You're the older one. Don't cut my ass. I right? heard that one. Right, so, <laughs> so uh, and then I'll do these ad reads and like one take, fresh, you know, fire deliveries. And they're like, dude, if only people knew. I was like, <laughs> I, was like I know. I know, bro. Hey, man, I tell everybody, I'm pretty dumb. I just work hard and I have an unbelievable personality. Yeah, that's there funny. you go. That's my breakdown. Where, where's, your, where's your next trip? Talking about flying me out. I mean, I am going back home for the holidays. No, no, no. Where's the next trip that you want to take? Dude, you know what I really want to do, bro? 
I want to go to Brazil. I was about to say, I know you want to go to Rio, don't you? I want to go I to Brazil. Tell. I want to go to a soccer game. I want to like you train. You want to train for sure. Yeah. yeah that's dude. the roots right there, man. Go Rio, Rio, Rio is dope. And I'd love to go back and, uh, and actually just have time. Because when I was there, it was regimented. I'm going to fights. I'm doing stuff. Yeah. I want to actually go there and really experience it. Um, but uh, so, so Brazil for you? Yeah. What about you? I want to go back to Japan. Oh, Bro, excuse me, that Japan. Was, that was the best experience. I think that and Melbourne, Australia were like two of the best places I've ever been in my life. Man, like, you okay? You you taking some real stance. I did. That's... We did the tour with the WWE, so we were in like oh. a new city, a new country, like every freaking other day. Well, that's so, not fair. It, yeah, but that's it's like you said. You kind of don't get to enjoy yes. as much. But Japan yes. was one of the nights where we had a night to go out, and I went out with like Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman, Ronda and Travis, and Ruby Riot was out. Um, I was honestly so drunk I can't even remember who else was there. Um, and we were at a karaoke bar having the greatest time of our life. And you know we're all everybody singing it's like Ruby Riot. I don't know if you're a pro wrestling fan. That girl can sing though. She got up and did Tracy Chapman. I'll never forget it as long okay. as I live. And then uh, I remember walking outside to go get a pack of smokes. And then all of a sudden I'm like, damn, I don't know where I'm at. Phone was dead. I was like, I just got lost in Japan. <laughs> and then Ruby comes right out and rescues me. I was like, oh, brother, Japan was like one of the most beautiful cities. Clean, everybody's so respectful. Yeah. Like, um, I just yeah, I had such a blast that night, man. Different, just, different vibe for sure. Yeah. Oh, and the food. I mean, we, I've, I've got it. I've definitely got to get to Japan. I gotta get there. I, I have to see. I'm from DC, so I've I've known cherry blossoms, but I have to see this pink cherry blossom mountain. Yeah. Cause like out there, you know what I mean? The cherry that's that's what they're indigenous to that region. So like the mountains will literally be purple and pink. Mm. That's millions wild. of trees. Oh. Yeah, so I have to I have to go in the springtime. See, I would like to go and spend like a week there in Japan now and just like actually travel around because yeah. that was a night at the arena and then a night out and then a flight out. So, <laughs> Yo, you know, and I still was like, out, bring me out. back, yeah, you know, yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I feel like, I feel like five to seven days, you could, if you have an itinerary and you know you're doing this, because like when I went to Medellin, I was there for four days. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Dude, I did everything. What do you mean you did everything? You got to... <laughs> yeah, you got to put a bow on that. Yeah, yes. <laughs> hey, mean, listen. My hey, boy, let me get let me an say, ISO. Listen, there you go. I'll just say this. Bro. You don't need no blue chew down there. You don't need no blue chew? You don't need no blue chew down there. Uh, no soy fiesta, baby. I believe Let's it. Get down with it. Let's huh? get down with it. All right. On a serious note, NFL Week 10. Favorites were 6-6-1 six, six, and one against the spread. The overs... Eight and five, though primetime unders, twenty four and seven this year. So if you just blindly bet the unders in every primetime game, twenty four unders, wow. seven overs. Wow. Why do you think? Why do you think that's the case? If you have to think about it, like why? Why are you don't think that's just coincidence, man? And- I think not for. Th- I think for Thursday games, it makes more sense. You have less time to prepare. Okay. It's maybe guys are banged up. Like I, uh, but doesn't I, that create an opportunity for like more mm-hmm. like exploitations in defense and offense because of Explosions, that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not that's a fair. That's a fair take for sure. And I don't know what the right answer is, but I know when talking with Will Blackman, when I used to do a show with him, he told me he's like, dude, I felt like I got hit by a bus, <clears throat> and then by the time I would get to the following Sunday. I'd feel like I got hit by like a motorcycle. 
<laughs> now you got me playing bad. on Thursday. It's like your body just never recovers. That's why he's like, yo, everybody's hurt. Yeah. Like throughout the season, you're just never 100% again. So I think for Thursday games, it makes more sense. Maybe they played a little tighter. I don't know. But like for the rest of them, Josh, what do you think? I mean, primetime, we, I mean, we've talked about it on the show. It really comes down to elite quarterback play. We don't yeah. have We don't have elite quarterback play. And, um, you know, and really think about it. By and large, we haven't had a whole bunch of really high-level running back play. You know what I mean? Nick Chubb getting hurt. Derrick Henry kind of starting to fall back to the, to the mean. Yeah. And, you know, outside of Christian McCaffrey, there, there haven't been like, oh, my God, this, this like stud running back yeah. where he's out here changing the game. Mm-hmm. Like even B. John Robinson. B. John Robinson. Is I think uh, be on a, uh, a chain. Uh, that boy was nasty. Oh, yeah, though. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, like, he's coming back, what, next week? <clears throat> I yeah. hope so. Yeah. He can, help the, he can help the fantasy team for sure. He's helping mine destroy Nick over here, bro. You don't even want to talk about our league, bro. This oh, guy's in bad, bro. bad shape. Right after he started wolfing shit, too. So Came out hot, talking mad shit. Yeah, yo, Mike, just send the <laughs> he Venmo. He said, send me just the money. Just send the Venmo. Oh, yeah, just send the Venmo. I haven't won since. <laughs> like the fantasy gods are real, bro. They'll, they'll get you. Dude, the worst year ever, I was 11-0. and 0. And if you think I was talking shit now, I was fucking. And you lost in the finals, didn't you? Nah, I got bounced in the right off the bye week. Oh, right off the bye. My team, my team, most points in the league by two hundred points. I scored sixty-seven points. That's that's a. No one got hurt too. No one got hurt. Oh my god! We just came out just just ice cold. And on my bye week, that hurts right there. And you know what? It made me feel better that like it was only sixty-seven points because it's not like I scored one eighty and I just had a bad matchup. Yeah, like those are the worst, bro. When when you run into that one guy in fantasy that puts up like 220 points and then you're the second highest scorer in the whole league, but you just so happen to play him that week. Like everybody has been through that. Yeah. Like that yeah. shit is whack. But <clears throat> 11 and 0 talking mad shit, Josh. And then fucking playoffs come 67 points. That's, that hurts. I've never learned my lesson though. I just be yapping, bro. Well, I got my ex-wife into fantasy football, and uh, I convinced her to play. She doesn't watch football at all, but I was like, "You, you like this? You're a numbers chick. Like this is your jam." This girl went undefeated the entire season. <laughs> Girls and, always do that, bro. Lost it. She was the waiver wire queen because she would just pay attention to all these numbers and like everything <laughs> that shit. And Yahoo Sports makes it pretty yeah. self-explanatory. Yeah, I mean, Yahoo you can, does a good job, really great job. I think that's my favorite. Um, platform as far as fantasy goes, and I, I've tried most of them, but um, yeah, she killed it. But uh, our our league it was big on the Game of Thrones, so it was a, a league has no name, right? Was the name of our league, and then I was the king in the fourth, right? I had the Jon Snow, and then she was uh, the mover of chains. So she took Daenerys Targaryen with a football, right, holding it, and I was like, you know how that story ended, right? You know he. At the end, like, and sure enough, I got her in the finals. And she was so bitter, bro. So bitter. But she was hooked after that. So. That's the, yeah, that that that's not a good household. That that definitely hurts the household. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, bro, look, if you think about it too, it's a big reason why football is so popular. Yeah, no, it definitely 100%. is. The, the gambling, the fantasy, like, let's not get it. It twisted, makes bro. it interesting to pay attention to a game where you typically like, I don't give a shit about the Browns, you know? Like, but if I got a player on there, I'm peeping the game. And yeah. I think that's really makes drives viewership for sure. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's cool. People always ask me, like, well, who's your favorite team? I'm like, my fantasy team. That's like that's the only team I really care about at the end of the day. Like I like watching certain players play and stuff like that. But fantasy is what made that, I think. So 
That's crazy that they used to do that shit on paper and actually have to like go Seriously, through the newspaper bro. and stats and stuff oh, like wow. that. Yeah. Yeah. You used to have to call in and wait for your score. <laughs> Can you imagine? That's when I first started playing fantasy too. Really? That's crazy. That, around that time. Yeah. I was like 11 when I first started playing. Bro, right bro, like, like who, who hurt you, man? Like, we got, we got. I want to get to the root of this. We get to the root of this, bro. I could have never done that. I could have never done that. You, you, you've been a man since you were like five. Like, I need to know. I got to meet mom and dad. We're bro, it's that, it's that New York City life, it, man. My like, parents treated me great. Be, you, you were never in hugs, hockey, though, right? More hugs. Nah, no, yeah. no hockey, bro. All I did was like watch sports growing up. That was yeah. it. That's like yeah. how I bonded with my parents. Like my whole life was always sports, 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 and. From a young age, like, uh, I've told the story many times where I got a parlay card when I was seven. I, my dad used to do the same shit for me. My used uncle, to, I used to pick the teams. My uncle was like, yo, I knew nothing about football. Same. I grew up a soccer kid. Yeah. Right? And I just recently found out that I saw Michael Jordan play in person. That's cool. fucking four years old. I don't oh, know that shit. Oh, that, yeah, that's yeah, not fair. In 95, my dad was like, yo, you know, I took you to a Knicks game to see the Bulls. I was like, when? He's like, in 95. I was like... Sorry, I don't remember that shit. I was like yeah. four years old. I was like, I can't tell people that I saw Mike play. <laughs> Couldn't comprehend anything. We don't have everything captured on social media like these kids growing up. They got all their memories just encaptured like on social media and they could watch their whole life growing up, you know? Bro, like my social media my shit's is on VHS. Is a, is like, a photo, you know photo album of just like everything. I'll just yeah. scroll randomly like, oh shit, look what I was doing. And I forgot about that. Yeah. It pops up. But I got a I got a parlay card and my uncle was like, yo, bro, pick seven teams. I didn't know. I didn't know anything. I picked four teams. I mean, I hit the next week. He comes back, gives me money. He's like, yo, you do this every week? He's like, I'll I take care you. of you. In my head, I'm like, oh, shit. You're a made man. Tomo, you were a one for one, your first parlay out the gate? Yeah. Seven years old, bro. That's and I knew, wild. I, knew no, I did not about, know that. I knew nothing about football. And all I did was just pick four. four I couldn't even tell you what teams they were. Came back the next week, gave me money. And ever since then, I was hooked. Yeah, my dad used to do the same thing. Rest his, rest his soul. Uh, he used to bring me a parlay sheet, and I just picked the name. And that's what got, I think, got me into football pretty much is watching it with him and having, like, an interest, like, in what was actually going on rather than just being a sports team that I was supposed to care I was about. A, I was a nerd, and it was, like, literally the old school, you know, uh, NFL NFL films. Yeah. With the music and the autumn wind for the Raider and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. That's what got me into football. Like, I knew the history. Madden, truthfully. Madden, for sure. Madden got me Video into football. Video games all has helped get, get you into a sport. Because yeah. remember, the old Maddens used to have the old school teams. And then they would give you a breakdown, like, the Iron Curtain or the Steelers. And, like, they would give you a write-up. A write and then the Cowboys teams. And that's how I learned football, was through Madden. Yeah, no. Nah, video games, 100%, bro. Without a doubt. Like, you yep. That's why that's why FIFA is like the number one sports game in the world, and there's so many dudes that like don't watch soccer, but we'll like American FIFA. people that they, they play FIFA. Excuse me, FC now. FC, yeah. Sorry. Well, yeah. What happened? They changed it. Like they they freaking EA was like, I we ain't paying that 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 fee no more because oh, FIFA really? FIFA wanted them to pay like I forget what the number was. It was something stupid. Okay. And they were like, no, screw it. Yeah. And so they bounced, and FIFA was like, we'll make a better game. It's like, no, you won't. Good luck. Yeah, we yeah. still wait. No one's competing with EA ever nah, never, with anything. Never. I miss Fight Night, man. Remember Fight Night? Yes. Yeah. I think Fight Night round three was like the 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 peak one, wasn't it? Yeah. That was like the best one. I haven't played too many. Like I haven't played any of the UFC games. UFC games are getting pretty good, though. Really? Yeah. I have. I haven't played them. Are they I don't easy play them. To play though. I mean, uh, apparently so. Like Jamal, he he played some kid. You know, when we went to some event, and he like held his own. Yeah. And the kid was supposed to be pretty good. So, 
he, but he was, I was asking him, he was saying like, they have to do a better job of like little things in terms of actually significant strikes to energy and like kind of managing your energy differently. And this swing takes out more energy than this would. Yeah. Like they have to do, he was like, that's the little stuff that they still, that isn't realistic. Yeah. Mike, you said you're not a football fan, but aren't you, don't you root for the Niners? No, I mean, like, I'm, I don't root for the Niners. I root for the Niners because I got half the squad on my fantasy football team, bro. (laughs) I took Ayuk. I got fucking Christian McCaffrey and George Kittle all on my squad. So, uh, last week I took the, my L because I had all of them out. Yeah. So, uh, but bro, with all three of those, I'm unstoppable. There's nobody that's beating me this season. I'm telling you right now. My brother has a, like a slim chance because his team, he's in first place right now. I'm, him and I are very competitive. So the fact that he's sitting on number one right now really pisses me off, mm-hmm. you know? But, you know, this guy's still going to make playoffs, which is wild. Well, listen, you can't count out, count out the Dirty Lambs. You know what I'm saying? The Dirty <laughs> the Lambs is the, his the team, most bro. iconic franchise. The Dirty is. Lambs. Bro, the Niners, though. That was impressive because last week's video was... And I apologize, Jaguars fans, all 23 of you. I apologize. Oh, that's because, cold. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> the thumbnail for last week's episode and the title of the episode was, Why is nobody respecting the Jaguars? And then we saw why no one's respecting the Jaguars. <laughs> and they played the Niners, coming off the three losses, coming off the bye week. And look, man, he gets a lot of shit. Brock Purdy gets a lot of shit. But why? Because everyone slanders him for needing everything to be perfect for him to be effective. I'm like, bro, to that, I don't disagree. But also, what's wrong with that? Like, I think there's a lot of players in the league that need everything to be perfect. There's maybe three or four that can have a couple guys out and can still make do. Rise yeah. above. Yeah. And like, again, that's three or four quarterbacks in the whole league. Quarterback always takes the blame, though. Bro. Yeah, I mean, of course. And dude, know. like, you know, not to pivot too much off, but Joe Burrow and the Bengals. He's going to get credited for a loss in that game when with a minute 48, he throws an absolute dime to Tyler Boyd in the end zone and he drops it mm. and it's going to go down as a loss for Joe Burrow. It's Joe Burrow's fault that they lost. And it's like, bro, they score that touchdown. They're up four with a minute 40 left. CJ Stroud, now he got to go and kick. He can't kick you, a field yeah, goal. Go he got to go and score a touchdown. And now the whole conversation is completely different. Because I'm someone that I bet on the Bengals to win the Super Bowl before the year started. I know. I doubled down with them. MVP, right? MVP, all that. And, like, I'm going to be thinking about that drop for the rest of the year as long as this continues. You know, they got a monster game on Thursday against the Ravens. But it's crazy how that one play, CJ Stroud is MVP now. Like, it's just getting a little out of hand. It's wild. But it's, it's like going back to Brock Purdy. He needs everything to be perfect. And you saw that when everything is perfect, man, they're hard to beat. And now Chase Young, your boy going over there. I know that upsets you. Can we get an ISO on Josh? Yeah, look at that. <laughs> he is not. Yeah. What'd you get? A third round pick? Oh, we got the double. Was it worse? It was a third. Okay. A compensatory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't wish to speak on those things. But dude, what do you think of the Niners though? Uh, man, listen, you know, like you said, I'm thank God because I have Trevor Lawrence on my fantasy. And I was like, I don't feel good about this matchup. Yeah. I'm going to go with Jared Goff. <laughs> and Trevor Lawrence proceeded to have five points. So, And what's crazy is like, yo, they're, 
I like the Jaguars team, but two times this year, they played a really good defense. And they, don't, they couldn't do nothing against Kansas City, and they couldn't do nothing against San Francisco. Yeah, they don't. Uh, I mean, they still, listen, they still don't really have a true identity. Because remember, we were all really thumping Calvin Ridley before the season. Mm-hmm. I have him on one of my fantasy teams, and he has done absolutely, absolutely nothing. nothing. Yeah. Like, who's their number one if it's not him? Yeah, I mean, they, they don't have DJ him. Chark anymore. DJ Chark's gone. Um, you Kirk. Know, Probably yeah, Kirk. it's Kirk, but like Kirk, he's better suited he's as a your, two. Yeah, he's your two or your like high functioning slot. Like to put all that on Christian Kirk is not fair. Travis Etienne is kind of in and out. You know what I mean? Some weeks he'll be tearing the tearing the, the you know a, a hole in the roof, and then other weeks you can't find him. So, and then their defense isn't elite. Their defense is solid. It, they play good complementary football when they're winning. So, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, they also committed some turnovers. Um, that killed them. Yeah. Uh, Lawrence had two interceptions, lost a fumble too. And what's crazy is that San Fran didn't score points off those. But before you know, it's 27 to three. And like, yeah. man, that team, bro, when they're up, they are a bitch to play. <laughs> when they're winning, like they're bad if they got to come from behind. Mm. But if they have a lead on you, Mike, fucking over. Because they could beat you in so many different ways. And even McCaffrey, like McCaffrey, which, by the way. That hurt me not seeing him get that touchdown to break the record. Yo, I get that, but also that pretty play call, dumb. That call was terrible. But pretty dumb. <laughs> in what way? Trying to force him to score a touchdown when you know this guy is fragile. Heck, yeah. Like, you know he has a history of being injury prone. And you're trying to force it. I mean. You're up, you're up 30, bro. Like, that. It's it's legendary. You're in the books for all for you. You then can say I'm he, I'm that guy. He's I, legendary already. He's I, already. I, he, I know it's a tie. Yeah, but We're you okay have a chance to do something legendary like that. And you're this is it's either now or never. Like why not try it? I mean, I I wanted to see him get it. You know, I wanted to see him get it too. Like not even. I just <laughs> didn't like the way they went about it. Yeah, so, or I that just, it took that long. I just think I just think it's you're, you're kind of playing with fire. There's a guy who historically always gets hurt. Him and like I said before, uh, Swift, both of them. Yeah, you know I mean the Eagles and the Niners. Either of those guys can go down at any moment. Yeah, and so you're playing with house money, playing them this long into the season without any bumps or bruises. McCaffrey already got hurt. To your point, he's already been hurt this year. Yeah, he had that little uh, yeah, the, arm the, peck the, injury. Yeah, yeah. Well, rib too, right? I oh, thought yeah, it was yeah. his rib. Like, man, it's it's dangerous. It's, it's a dangerous, it's a dangerous game. Trying to get a trying to get my man's already he's already done enough to help you guys win games. Like, you don't have to try and put him over. I, I guess, mean, at the end of the day, though, it, if it's up to him and he says, "Put me in," I want this. I'm gonna give him the ball. You know, like. No, so I feel like you gotta, you know how like they say you gotta protect, you protect your fighter. Your, yeah, yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Only because he's been hurt before, like, mm-hmm. and often you just know with him, it's kind of like a ticking time bomb where eventually he's just gonna go down. Because that's that's been his his it, whole career. His so we're, not, we're not being mean. We're just saying stating the obvious. Like something's gonna go down, and to force it, it just it just bothered me a little bit. But from from a defensive standpoint, like, dude, Chase Young, Bosa, Hargrave, Armstead, like, that 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 front is crazy. Then Warner behind them. We were on a show together a couple months ago. We were doing, like, fake trades. Okay. And I was like, bro, San Fran, even though they got a dope-ass defensive line, they should go get 
more defensive line. He's like, nah, no way. I said Brian Burns from the Panthers. You did. And uh, he was actually rumored to go there too. But he they was. With, with Chase because Carolina got nothing. They wanted like three first round picks. And San Fran is like, all right, we want him, but not that bad, right? We and, don't uh, need him. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, in the, I'm in the camp, bro, only because I've seen my team go through it where if I have a strength, I want to build on that shit. If I have a great offensive line, I want to keep building on that. Especially if I have a guy that I know could fill in. Like when you create a wrestler and stuff, you just like build all the attributes on one section up. Is that you? Like you just stack like all defense or like all offense as one or the other? Kind of. He just yeah. put all your chips as, on as, a, as opposed to like trying to find a, a running back to make it work or try to find a tight end because I need a tight end. If I have the option of getting like the best player, even though he's a defensive lineman and my D-line is already stacked, it's like, Bro, that's what Philly's been doing. That's what San Fran has been doing. These teams, that's why they stay good. It's like, yo, I have this dope unit. I'm going to keep building on that shit. Ravens have been drafting DBs for like a decade, bro. And now they're second. I know they lost Humphrey yesterday towards Achilles, which, by the way, that shit is like, bro, is that the new ACI? I I keep saying it. This is the year of the Achilles tear. It's wild. Megan Rapinoe tore hers over the weekend in her final game, the championship. Uh, in the NWL, uh, NWSL, like I can count at least fifteen Achilles in the last six months. Kirk Rogers it was a receiver that went down. Jamal, Jamal, Jamal was your fault though. There's uh, only so much I can do. <laughs> no, I just gotta get no, on hey, the ship for that. <laughs> hey, listen, you know what? It was really Derek Brunson's fault, but we ain't gonna we ain't gonna talk about these things. Derek Brunson fell on my man's whole leg. Oh, man. I wanna, <laughs> That's I wanna, the guy I want falling on my leg. That's I want to read something from the chat. Uh, Tristan says, Burrow did throw two picks in the last four minutes. Yeah. That's true about that one. Yep. And you're talking a record that would probably never be broken. Whose record says. is that? Well, now <clears> he's a tie for it, but whose record is that? Is that like Barry or Jerry Rice? It's probably... No. It's, um, no? It's someone random? So. Um... My phone's dying. I, so I'm I not going to be able to tell I can't you, even, I can't I don't even think try it was to help one of those. I think it was like Gail Sarris. No, John Riggins. Ooh, Redskin record. I like yeah. it. Yeah, that shouldn't fall. That's right. See what I'm talking about, diesel. though? That's the <laughs> diesel. Warm up that diesel. That's right. <laughs> no problem. I, have, I have no problems with him not. I, I would have liked to see him. <laughs> Man, John Riggins. John Riggins getting the record. That's crazy. Yeah. What in and it's what what does he have? Eight games? It was at eight games? Nah, seventeen consecutive games. He had he touchdown. was at sixteen. Wasn't he sixteen? And then this would have been seventeen. So if you don't include postseason, then Wait. yeah. With with the postseason, most consecutive games with a TD, including the postseason, McCaffrey has seventeen. And that would be so realistically he he's it, got that shit. Yeah. Cause I mean yeah, postseason. It's the, still a season, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think you're definitely going to find I think it's just the consecutive part that's the most impressive. I don't give a shit. If it's but, dude, like, his his anytime touchdown prop was getting out of hand. <laughs> Why? Why do you say that? Because no money. it was just slapping every time? No, nah, it was, it was like, automatic, right? Yeah. But, if, like, uh, the nerdy, analytic sports better, like, it's a dumb bet to make. Like minus two ninety for any time. Wow, that's okay. I didn't Bro, think that's it would how, be that. That's how that's, high it got. Yeah, wow, that's crazy. Like, like even against the Cowboys, he was like minus two forty, and he scored. Yeah, 
Right? And then the week after that, minus 260. It's like, yeah, bro, you're, you're riding a hot trend. I get it. But when it does crash and burn, that's you're laying close to three units, right? Like you're playing minus 300 mm-hmm. to 100. That's where it gets... It's Dicey. the same thing. It's Yeah, it's the same thing with like money line favorites in the NFL. I tell people like, yo, bro, you can't... Minus 400 is not a sure thing. Bro. No, it's You've not. You've seen that shit go down a lot. Fight game too. Fight game for sure. Yeah. yeah that's why also. I like to bet the dogs in the fight game for too. For sure. Especially UFC. My yep. God. Boxing, boxing, not nearly as much. I have to really feel good. Well, there's not too many matchups that are, are so... Um, Dramatically different. Yeah, exactly. So in boxing, in MMA, you get... People, especially on short notice fights, I'm like, oh, I know this. This is a juicy match because we get inside information quite often. Not mean like injuries and stuff like that, but just who has got the buzz in the gym, pretty mm. much. But yeah. yo, also with MMA, completely different than boxing, is if I'm a four to one underdog and you're minus six hundred and you're a fucking blue belt on the ground and I'm a black belt. Maybe I have, there's a clear path to victory for yes. me as a 400, as a plus 400. Yeah. Whereas like in boxing, it's not. I got to get there's really only, lucky. There's one martial art there. Only yes. striking. Yeah. And like, bro, I, my favorite thing to bet, I think is UFC underdogs with a clear, like I call it path to victory. The only way this guy could win is by a first round knockout. If he don't get it, then he ain't winning because he needed the defibrillator on the stool. Yes. Or you got other people that they have such a big yeah, real life. That's real. I know, that's and real. I know, I know, fighters are going through your head. You're like, yeah. yo, I know exactly yeah, the exactly. kind of fighter you're talking about. Like, I'm yeah. in trouble. I'm in real trouble. This card no is in trouble. Yeah. yeah, you don't gotta say you don't yeah. gotta say no names. But that's that's the thing where I I do really well on betting on the UFC because there are some fighters that the longer the fight goes, oh, I love backing them. Yeah, especially if they're an underdog. So that's why I think it's a little different. Where like there's a clear path yeah. that you can see someone get a victory. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Real. Yeah, but then again, as soon as you think you know something about the fight game, the complete opposite <laughs> shit happens. Yeah. Every time. Awesome. Every time, yeah. I want to mention a couple of things. Staying with the Niners game, right? Because we, we, we have this shit happen all the time. And you hear how the most heavily wagered games this week were Niners minus three, and then the Bengals minus six and a half. One of them hit, the other one didn't. Jesus. So just because the public is all on one side don't mean that the public isn't going to also eat. There's also a wild year where the public has been making a lot of money. These like public teams are cashing in. Like the Cowboys yesterday, I said on the show last week, there were 17-point favorites. It was Ursulita for me. 
And I said, like, I got this running joke, Mike, where Ursula is the ugliest name in the world for Google in 2022. Okay. But one of my favorite uh, women on the planet is Ursula Cordero from this show, Money Heist. Great girl. Okay. Fantastic. I'll send you her Instagram. Um, real name or the name on the show? No, no, no. Her real name is Ursula. Okay. So I got this thing called Ursalita. It's the ugliest game on the board, but sometimes ugly delivers. <laughs> and last week, last week for me, it was the Cowboys. Minus 17. That's laying a big number like that in the yeah. NFL. Like people don't like doing that, bro. That's three possessions. And I said, yo, they should have been a 29 and a half point favorite. <laughs> they won by 30 yeah. something. Like they, they covered it. And the reason why I'm saying all this is because public teams like the Cowboys, like the Packers, like the Steelers was a big loss for the sports books yesterday because they covered by half a point. And then you had the Niners also. But then on the flip side, you had the Ravens lose outright to Cleveland. And then you had the Texans beat the Bengals outright. And those games were heavily wagered also. So it's just, just because one thing is like, oh, fade the public. It's not always the case. So I still can't. I mean, that Bengals game, the Bengals loss, and then the uh, the Browns beating the Ravens. Talked Nick about called that. Yeah. Right, didn't she? Yeah. You should have called. I didn't. I thought you were full of shit, to be Browns, honest. Yeah. And look, when he throws a pick six on the first drive, I wasn't feeling good about myself. Yeah. And then even after they go up, they go, they're up double digits in like the fourth quarter. And then, yo, shout out to Watson, man. He's been getting a lot of shit, and rightfully so, for just everything that's transpired the last 18 months for him. And even this year, he hasn't played well, but. Yo, Josh, second half, 14 for 14. That's impressive. Dude was carving them up, and that's that's a really good defense in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. But another reason why I like that too, bro, is I talk about like situational betting, where I'll kind of always take this exact situation almost like by default. When you have a rematch of a division game and a team is close to like a touchdown underdog, especially if that team has lost the first time, it's almost always like... Automatic? Automatic. And why is that? In division, the games are tighter. You, you, you play, you draft to win your division, mm-hmm. you draft to beat the teams in your division, yep. you That's know them better than anyone else, sure. right? And especially if you've played them already before. Mm-hmm. With the same coaching staff. <clears throat> With the same coaching staff. And then let's factor in, Watson didn't play in that first game. Remember they started that dude Dorian Thompson. Was it him? Yeah. Or was it the other guy? No, nah, it wasn't PJ Walker. Shout out to the XFL, PJ Walker. But it was Dorian Thompson that started for them. And now they're playing Baltimore the second go round. And then also like, yo, that talk of the town shit is a real thing. Everybody was dick riding Baltimore last week. Like, yo, best team in the league. Is this the best team ever? It's like, no. man. I've never, I've said from the <clears throat> beginning of the season, I did not trust Baltimore by any stretch. They just... They're too, like, Lamar is too schizophrenic. Like, he'll be up one week, down one week. Um, and then Odell never really came to fruition for them. He hasn't really been setting the world on fire. because ah, that last was two weeks, he's been getting hot. Uh, he got two touchdowns. Was those his first two touchdowns of the season? Yeah, but yo, don't forget, he's coming back off the injury. New it, team. It's like a year, it's like two years since the injury. Yo, the Rams I, look, won two years ago. Look, I feel you, bro, but. Man, I had bro, Mike. I was getting, I was getting a little semi seeing that old Dell slant. Reminded me of like the glory days of the New York Giants <laughs> offense, which for three years all it was was a slant to old Dell, and hopefully he takes it to the house. That was the whole break offense. one, Odell. Break Shout one. out to Odell, man. Back to back games scoring touchdowns. You know what I'm saying? Good for him. But yo, no, nah, on a serious note, you're, you're not, you're not entirely wrong. Like 
A lot of moving pieces on this offense. He's had guys in and out. Lamar's been playing really well, but there was a lot of like, oh, Lamar is the MVP buzz too. Not, not for even his best team in the league. So I, I think that's a real thing where like, yo, you got to be cautious of that. Like whoever, whoever everybody is on, just be careful. Yeah, just pursue with caution, man. Unless it's the Chiefs, because because the league office is gonna get involved. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, spe- speaking of the Chiefs, like, how how you feel about this Taylor Swift? Um, I wish I had someone that loved me like Taylor Swift loves Travis Kelsey. <laughs> shit, man, I'm jealous, bro. You see that shit? She changed the the lyrics to yeah. her song. Look, I, it's it's cute, right? Um, but the, I but, get why they're doing it. But as a Chiefs fan, or as even as a teammate, you think it's a little weird that he's like going to Argentina during the season? I know they're on a bye week. But like no, I think I think. But you know the, how the media is. This could get ugly if he goes out there and has like one catch against Philly. You think they're gonna come down? on Yeah, it? they're gonna be like, "Yo, bro, you're not full," because you just know how it is. Like Tony Romo got this shit when he went on the Cancun. We went to Cancun with Jessica Smith. No, Jessica no. Simpson. Yes, Jessica Simpson, great yes. girl. She was a gem. That was that was a problem. She went on the he went on the vacation with yeah, her, yeah. and then they played the Giants and they lost. Right, like yeah. everything is dope when you're winning. But if you're doing some shit, you could be doing this all the time. Maybe Travis Kelsey, his whole career. Yeah, but see, he's in the spotlight. A lot of these guys are doing whatever the fuck they want, and nothing's, they're yeah. not on TMZ. Yeah. No one's giving a shit about them, you know? So this guy is just under the microscope. So mm. it's a little unfair, in my opinion, because he could just jump on a plane, go someplace, and he'd be under the radar. So that is a bit of and a people further need flight. That, people need that, like, that B side of being competitive, like, sometimes, I think. So, yeah, no, I think uh, if you need a break and you just want to go not football for a week, you know, like, and that's your bye week, that's what it should be for. So, but the Taylor Swift shit's been funny and a little over the top, but I see why. I mean, you know. I just thank Al Michaels for saying that he's trying his best not to have to talk about it. Yeah, he I knows. appreciate the heck out of him for that. What a legend Al Michaels is. Oh, bro, a degenerate Hall of Famer, like uh, first ballot. I mean, <laughs> he was he was addressing the betting lines for us so subtly for years. <laughs> oh, that touchdown helps some people. <laughs> now this game is over. He'll say shit like that. So shout out to Al Michaels, man. One of the best to ever do oh, it. Oh man, yeah. Josh, let me ask you about a Josh. You think about what's happening in Minnesota with Josh Dobbs? Man, listen. I mean, Mr. Alapish is going to work. Yo, bro, hold on. <laughs> Yo, yeah, uh, that's impressive. Ready, ready for a hot take? Right now, top twelve quarterback in the league. That's that's a little strong. Wait, are you putting Sam Howell in that top twelve? Nah, no way. Oh, you're crazy. See, that's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. Sam Howell's not a top twelve quarterback. <laughs> so, so you go put. <laughs> Wait yeah. a minute. No, no, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're going to put Josh Dobbs, who had only won one game this season, above Sam Howell, who's number two in the league in like almost every statistical category. Bro. On a team that's defense has been just You're going to have to explain laying, yourself on yeah, that one. Yeah, like, the, the defense and the O-line, for sure. Like, come on. For sure. We were also on the show together saying how like, yo, Arizona should have a better record. That's fair. Right? That's fair as so, well. I have said that. Again, quarterback wins and losses are not a real stat. I don't think that's fair. That's another thing that's changed for me as I've gotten older. Mm. I used to be like, yo, it's all about the rings, bro. It's all about belts and championships. 
And then as I got older, I'm like, yo, this shit is hard. <laughs> it's hard for you to win, bro. <laughs> Just, uh, I stay healthy all year, but you're my number one weapon. You're my number one O-lineman. You guys get hurt, right? Because shit happens. All the low, yeah. And now, now I'm going to get blamed for the loss when I'm, yeah. it's, that's the one thing that changed for me. And then when you look at it from the grand scheme of things, it's like, I need my owner to be competent. I need my GM to do the right thing. I need my coach to be good. Then I need everyone to stay healthy. I got to stay healthy. There's mad shit that got to go your way. Yeah. So are rings important? Yeah. If you want to be in those conversations like goats and shit, I feel like you need at least two. Like if you get two, in my opinion, Shut I up. think it's, yeah. it's equal to like having four or having five. You have two. Now, if you have one there, it's like, uh, he got lucky that one time. Two, no, there's, you're, there's you're a little bit of a, right. not an asterisk. That's the wrong term, but it could be debated more. But if yes. you have two, bro, like it's it's hard for you to win, dude. You're certified. And then, and then the QB win loss thing, it's crazy. Like Peyton Manning once threw four interceptions in a playoff game. He got a win, mm-hmm. and then he threw for 400 yards, three touchdowns, perfect QBR. They lost. He got a loss. Aaron Rodgers. Four different times he's suffered an L in the playoffs. And all four times he either tied the game to go to overtime or he led a game-winning drive in the fourth quarter that he just left too much time on the clock. Mm -hmm. It's like, bro, he didn't get a chance because he missed the fucking coin flip. Now I have a loss. It's my fault. So as I've gotten older, I feel like quarterback stats, quarterback wins losses. It's not the be-all, end-all. It could be very misleading. Like Joe Burrow yesterday, right? And like CJ Stroud, he he delivered when he had to, but he threw a rookie interception yesterday too when they got the pick back into the red zone mm-hmm. like right away. So I remember I live bet the Bengals and, you know, they go and they they score a touchdown and then all of a sudden they got the ball again. And I'm thinking that the app glitched because red zone <laughs> took oh, it off. Shit, yeah. I'm like, damn, bro, this has been, the Bengals got the ball again? It's been a while since they scored. And then they're like, oh, back to Cincinnati where CJ Stroud shows that he's a rookie. I'm like, oh, shit. So that's just that's just how I feel. So I know you said with Sam Howell, right? He's he's first in the league right now in passing yards, seventeen touchdowns, nine interceptions. One of the worst offensive lines in the league. You know how we know that? He's been sacked forty-seven times, more than Derek Carr, not Derek Carr, more, only, David Carr. Only Zach Wilson has been sacked more. Sorry, it has been sacked the second most, and that's at thirty-three. So, yeah. Uh, no, I don't think Sam Howell is a top 12 quarterback. But you're giving it to, to, to alopecia? That's why I said it was a hot take. I wanted to see, like, how you feel. Like, that's, yo, that's listen, Minnesota, Minnesota's on a winning streak now. Yes. They're getting Justin Jefferson back. Yeah. No, uh, Minnesota's 6-4, <clears throat> and four, right? I saw that, and I was like, are you serious? They're in the NFC. The NFC sucks. When's JJ come back? Now. Any, any minute now, yeah, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah. Any day now. Yeah. Okay. And like, look, right now they're six and four. They're second in the NFC North. I like what I saw out of the kid. They're, you know? they're, they're seventh. If the playoffs ended right now, they'd be the seventh seed. And look, man, they're a game back of your Detroit Lions. Yeah. I, I, look, I'll say this, though. The Lions have, man, the Lions have played really well. Not only really well, but they've beaten bad teams. Like, when you're a bad team for so long and then people start saying that you're good, you start smelling your own, mm-hmm. you know what? Mm-hmm. And it gets it gets easy to lose or fall in the trap games. They've been beating the teams that they're meant to beat and they've been beating them handily. They haven't been really getting in wars with bad teams. They've been handling their business. Um, 
I, I was shocked when I realized that the the Vikings were six and four yesterday. When I when I saw that, I was like, "How the heck did that happen?" Yeah, because because I feel like they were one and four, zero oh and three yeah. or at one point. That's what they were. They're on, a, they're, on a, they're on a five game winning streak right now. Jeez, that's. That's and turning if you, it around right there. And if you remember, to start the year, they were losing all their games by one score. Yeah. Which we kept talking about how last, last year. year they won all their games by one score. That shit just flips, bro. Like, you're not going to be great at one score games every year. Sometimes that call that don't get called in the end zone for holding is going to get called the next year. Or, or that PI that got called for you and then the ball's on the one-yard line, that don't get called. That's just like the nature of the beast. Or the Vikings, uh, the Vikings versus the Chiefs game where, uh, you know, uh, Kirk Cousins got effed in the street, <laughs> and then and then the guy the guy in the end zone um had had pi. They threw the flag, then they picked the flag up to end the game and let oh. the Chiefs win. Yeah, yeah. so like that that, that yeah. stuff happens. But <clears throat> in regards to the Lions, they've lost at home to Seattle. <clears throat> Good team, solid, eh, all right. solid. Yeah, I, I, I don't mean, think so. But... Top top tier in their division. Right, they're 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 right behind the Niners in terms of their division. So that's a and and also a good coaching staff, coaching staff that's been indoctrinated on that team for over a decade. So they're going to play you well. They're going to game plan well. Game, uh, uh, game plan well. Um, who's their second loss? They lost to the Ravens, where they got blown out. Which we said, we said Ravens. Bet it that week. Because that's when Stephen A. Smith put Detroit as his number yeah. one team. Yeah. Everybody kept, you know, And that's the automatic. It. Yeah. yeah. It's like, bro, anytime. Anytime, dude. I almost always bet that spot. Yeah. The team that is like headlining every sports show, especially when it's not like a traditional team. Like if it's mm. the Chiefs, I'd be like, all right. If it's Philly, I'd be like, okay, yeah. We know that. Yeah. But when you're starting to tell me Baltimore, yeah. Miami, and Detroit, like, all right, bro. Wait until they play someone good. And yeah, again, and that's what happens. And, and Nick, again, back to who are the quarterbacks in those situations? Like, if you say the Chiefs, we know who Patrick Mahomes is. We right. know that they're going to be ready outside of something crazy happening in this game. But when you start throwing the lines out there, that's that's Jared Goff. We think he's getting better. He's he's played well, but how does he handle that kind of pressure in those situations? Right to your point. Look, they they have they have a lot of weapons, a lot of weapons. They still haven't used Damo. Jesus yeah, Christ. Their defense, though, is is going to hurt them. Their well, defense, defense has gotten hurt, though, too. They've lost. They've lost <clears> some <throat> corners. They lost uh, Gardner Johnson. Every good offense they've played, they've given up 30 or more points. <laughs> <laughs> For real? Yeah. Okay. Seattle, Baltimore, Kansas yeah. City, they, they held them in check, but also, like, Kelsey didn't play. Chris Jones didn't play. But that was just... <clears throat> you take Kelsey off that team, like, that team is... In trouble. Yeah, very much so. But every good team they played with a good offense, they light them up. So, how good are you? I, I believe in that shit. I think, like, yeah, you beat who's on your schedule, but I also have the right to critique you. <clears throat> Remember the Steelers a couple of years ago? They were, like, 11-0. and 0? Yeah, yeah. My team beat them. Yeah. We, we, showed, yeah, yeah, yeah. we showed the blueprint. And, and then they, they, and they, then they fell, fell apart. They fell apart. They were 11-0. We were like, oh, my God. But when, you look, but when you looked at their schedule, it's like they beat the Panthers. They beat the Falcons. They beat the Giants. They beat all these shit teams. And it's like, bro, you haven't played anybody good. Yeah. Then when you do, and you didn't even play anybody good. You yeah. played Washington. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, 
Come on, let's be honest. He just played Washington. You I can't. Even... I can't wait for my team to finally be decent again. Yeah, right. So I don't have to live like with this no more. And like, dude, would just be just downgrading me. Yo, bro. And I was, I was talking about this today at, at uh, Jiu-Jitsu. My buddy Cody. He's a he's a Steeler fan, and I was he brought up the eleven and no year. It's like, bro, this year too. Like Pittsburgh is six and three. How are they six and three, bro? They're just Tomlin, man. Tomlin, bro. And the defense, Tomlin. Because I think I th- yeah I think Kenny Pickett has six six touchdown passes. <laughs> oh, <Whoa>. season. <laughs> yeah, I really I really do. Oh, oh. my god, I, I li- like that's so funny because those two teams, yeah, yeah. six touchdowns, four interceptions. That's crazy. Sixteen hundred yards. I feel like Mahomes and and like do you Burrow expect more out that. of him this season? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I you think hope. so because like yo, they have they have some good weapons. Like Deontay Johnson's dope. Calvin Austin. Pickens, Austin. Yeah. Um, I prefer Warren to Harris in the backfield. Mm. Everybody in Pittsburgh hates this offensive coordinator. He's like a laughing stock. They yeah. always clown on him. Yeah, they don't like But him. it seems like they play they play with him being so shackled. And then when they actually do let him sling Mike, it's like, oh shit, he's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know if they're worried. Like anytime you watch the Jets. You're like, yo, bro, they don't want him to throw at all. <laughs> like, that's what it looks like when Zach worried. Wilson is throwing. And it seems like with, with the Steelers, it's kind of the same thing. But with them, they have a better offensive line and they have really good weapons, at least in my opinion. I think they got some good weapons. They definitely have weapons. They have enough. Offensive line is decent too. So, you know I mean, they, you feel like they should be doing more, but hmm. Tomlin, that's all I can say. You think that that's the thing, Tomlin? Oh, yeah, man. Listen, I mean, look, listen. He's been coaching for how many years now and never had a losing record? Yeah. And and every year, I'm like, man, this could be the year. Like, last year, I was like, dang, he's finally going to have a losing record. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they just turn it on, get a tie, and have 500 year. And it's like, there's something to be said about that, man, because he's out there playing money ball <laughs> in Pittsburgh. Like, they don't spend money. Yeah. They have to draft well. And then keep their guys in house because dudes don't really necessarily want to go to Pittsburgh. So it's like they have to murder on their draft picks. And they've had a, just a decent team. And then that division has gotten better because, you know, every other spot has a quarterback that's exciting. You know, you go to Baltimore. Okay, I want to go play with Lamar Jackson. Yeah, for sure. You, you go to, you know, the Bengals. I want to go play beside Joe Burrow. Uh, you know, Amari, Amari Cooper kind of, he was, he was slung into the Browns, but like, yeah, I mean, like you don't necessarily want to go to Pittsburgh. Yeah. That's no disrespect to Pittsburgh, but you know, that's not necessarily a spot that your big Ben dudes were going to go play with. Kenny Pickett can't really pick it. For sure. Yeah. But Pittsburgh's always drafted their weapons. Yes. Yes, for sure. Like they've had, they've had really good players across the board. Like they always just find it's been the running joke for years that I say how if they draft a wide receiver, he'll play on your fantasy team at some point just because mm-hmm. they just produce these weapons year in, year out. Like, even <clears throat> it ended terribly for Claypool. But, like, at one point, he was... He was a stud. A legit like, we were like, player. yo, Claypool's out here getting yeah. Odell-type catches. Yeah, he was doing his thing. So, yeah, yeah that game yesterday was pretty wacky because the Packers just like, man, talk about a shitty take. I had them win in the division. They're... The floor might get fired before the year ends. Oof. I, nah, I think I look, Green Bay, Green Bay, I will say, more than most teams too, and their fans, they trust their process pretty well. And LaFleur has done a good job. You kind of ride it out with the young quarterback. 
I think they've seen that he can be the guy if, as he continues to evolve. Just keep building that team. It's not, look, trust me, from, from a team that I, as a Redskin fan and seeing coaches get fired every five minutes, if you've got a coach that is solid and you've won with, and he's still young, it's not like he's, you know, over the hill or his concepts don't work. Like, you ride it out. Don't just, just oh, we're going to fire him. Okay. These new dudes ain't no guarantee. So, but uh, but Mike, what do you what do you think? What do you what do you think about uh, about the Packers? I mean, I haven't really been paying too much attention to them much uh, this season, like specifically. So I couldn't really give you an honest take. Um, I just, yeah, man, I'm not even sure how they're really doing this season. To be honest, like, I don't have nobody on my squad from the, from the Packers, <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, yeah, not so much. And they haven't, I haven't really been hearing too much hype around, like, the way they've been playing, so. It's been pretty underwhelming. Um, a lot of expectation coming into it. Um, they were a team that started getting a lot of buzz in the professional betters market. From a win total, them to win the Super Bowl. Uh, Why? Because of love and, and. Well, because, like, look, Rodgers last year was not as good as he was the years before. And a lot of it had to do with. Yo, I got all these young guys around me. But now those young guys were in the system. Now it's another year with it. And maybe not having that Rogers fucking Rodgers figure mm-hmm. in the locker room, maybe it helps. And Jordan Love, he's a gunslinger. And he's playing like that too. He'll make some unbelievable throws. And then you're like, probably you need a quarterback very soon. Yeah. Right? And oh, you th- you that's think kinda, that's what you think? Nah, I think... I think it's just been one of those years where Watson's been in and out the lineup. Dobbs has plays four or five games and then he misses some. Aaron Jones has been hobbled. He hasn't been 100%. I think a lot of it has been their defense has been an issue for them too. That's what I think. That's the one that's been really upsetting. But the, the guy I wanted to ask you about is how do you feel about Justin Herbert? I mean, he puts up numbers in the fantasy uh, games for sure. Uh I like him with the Chargers. Uh, getting the ball to Keenan Allen, who I definitely have. <laughs> We've been putting up some stats, bro. bro. That boy has been on fire. I mean, dude, it's really been Keenan, and that's it. Like, but, that's I mean, it. if you if it ain't broke, don't fix yeah. it. If, it's, if you got a weapon there, he's going to it. Um, I would hate to see him not be utilized, you know? Well, Williams getting hurt. I think really hampered hampered the season for them. I had Mike too. I had Mike and Keen, and oh, wow. uh, which was crazy because they were both producing in the beginning of the season. Um, yeah. But yeah, he's picked up a lot more. Um, but no, I like Herbert. I think he's he has uh, his potential to get it done. I don't think there's a better option for for LA. You know, so no, I'm not going that crazy. Like he's definitely legit. I just think that the more I watch him, Kenny was on the show. Kenny bets big. Uh, we do the the Monday winners segment. He'll be on Wednesday because he couldn't make it today. Plus, I had you guys in the studio too, so it always gets wacky when you have people <laughs> calling in. But <clears throat> he said it's he's a better Jay Cutler. He's a he's a he's a better looking Jay Cutler. Like what makes you say that? Because I mm-hmm. so like yo, when you look at Justin Herbert, like he has all the. He has everything. He checks every box that you want in your court. The yep. size, the arm strength to make every throw. Mobility. Like, the arm is fucking godly. But he just does some dumb shit. Like, how are you 6'6 and you get fucking seven passes tipped at the line every game? I mean... Yeah. Bro, like, 
The yeah. game is hard, bud. No, I get you, that. You know, you're playing the best, the best of the best. But something about you, and then this quarterback over here gets is making it happen. It's just especially like, like guy like Drew Brees who's throwing over people. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's like so, yo, these other quarterbacks that are not your size, they don't have their passes tipped up the line. Like, down. It's, yeah, it's wild, and some of them get tipped, and then they get intercepted. It's just like it's weird, man. And at some point, it's not going to be the coach anymore. Like, the coach is going to go. Yeah, we know that. Like the coach is a scapegoat. Staley got to go. <clears throat> it's been the case for like two and a half years now. I mean, I think it was fireable after they lost that playoff game the way they did. Being True, up, being but up fucking four touchdowns at halftime and then losing like that's typical like, Charger fashion. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, but that's like even worse than typical. Charger See, when fashion. I was a fan, I was in the Navy, so I was stationed out in San Diego during the Marty Schottenheimer days and oh, the Dan wow. Tomlinson. Okay, like, I was a Charger fan back then, and it was hard to be a fan, bro, because we would have good seasons and just get wiped out in the playoffs, like. Char- it was a it was a heartbreaking to be a Charger fan. Bro. Chargers have always been yeah, but as Chris yeah. Berman used to say, I loved watching Philip Rivers play. He was such an asshole. I yeah. loved it. I was like, man, that's the fire right there. Yeah. Like you know, uh, that was a fun time to be. That's I think that's the last time I actually rooted for a solid team. Oh, that, that's your team, then, man. That's your team. You got to I mean, you got to ride them out. It was, I guess, but. <laughs> I mean, I, I've never been in one like city for longer than like three years. So Vegas is where I've considered home. I've been here off and on for like ten years. So now I'm like, it's it's. I've been to Raider Gate a couple Raider games this season. A lot of fun. Like it makes you. But man, I went was at the Jets game last night. Yeah, it's seas of green there. Like, every time you go to a game, it's like it's like is this a home game, bro? Like this isn't. But it was like that in San Diego too because no one's from San Diego. Everybody just moves out there, transplants. Yeah, so it's yeah. True. Pittsburgh, bro, we used to go to San Diego games, like Pittsburgh fans, it'd be all towels everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. <laughs> they would drain you out. It was wild. So I feel like I, Vegas just kind of has that vibe. Yeah. Too, but. but yo, if you think about it, right? Vegas is such a dope city. It's amazing. So if I'm if I lived in New York, right? I'll use myself as an example. Giants played here. I went to the Giant game last week. Nightmare. You're going to make the Vegas game. Yeah. If I'm going to look 100%. at the schedule and I'm going to the boys, I'm like, yo, no bro, let's go to a road Vegas. game this year. Yeah. I'm not picking Minnesota. Fuck no. In not. fucking December. <laughs> I'm not picking, I'm not picking Chicago in November. That's just the American fan. I'm, I'm the guy that's doing that. That's what you, you are. Listen, that's, bro. That's, if you want to go. I understand that too, though, because I could be down with the boys for something, but Vegas is, we do, we're from here. So I get it, but. I think definitely a better option. This How long have spot. you been in Vegas? 14 years. Okay. Until I moved here, I only came to visit Vegas, right? So I'm yeah. born and raised New York City. Yeah. The winters suck. I'm not going, I've I'm not there. going from cold to more cold. Yeah. Right. So if I'm looking at the schedule and to your point about how you saw a lot of Jeff fans, I saw a lot of Giant fans last week when I went to the Steeler game, saw a ton of Steeler fans. Dude, I didn't even want to bet the Raiders Steeler game until I went there. I was with my buddy Danny who came to visit. He's a Steeler fan. I'm like, bro. Feels like a home what's, game. What's the line? Why is it a three-point line? It's, it's a Steeler home game. So we bet the Steelers, they end up winning, right? But I think it's unfair to the Raiders and Raider fans and like, oh, you guys have no home field. It's like, bro, if I'm looking at the schedule and I want to go to a dope game, I'm going to go to Vegas to watch my team play. And that's what I think happens. Like, people might plan their bachelor party around it and then like, mm. yo, bro, we'll end our trip going to the game to see our team. That's cool. Whether it's good or bad, it's still going to be Vegas. I don't want to go see the Giants play in Indy in December when they're 2-12. and 12. Yeah. It's going to be cold. The team sucks. The Colts probably suck. Like, it's not going to be... 
at least here it's like there's other things there's at, other at least here if the giants are two and 14 the raiders are three and 13 you and can go to the rhino and have yourself a great yeah. time right? it was a great trip remember that vegas trip yeah, we went yeah, to yeah, the exactly. it's still it's still vegas that's you know fair. so that's, that's how i think it gets it's a miss misinterpreted the home it field. just sucks. Well, I feel like it takes the environment out of a thousand like, percent. man, I want to go see fights in Ireland, right? Because that fucking fan base is insane. Like in the UK and like even the pro wrestling fans over there, I, I got a chance to taste a little bit of it and it was incredible. I mean, it's way, way different than what we have here and it's way more fun. And I don't know, it, it creates just a weird energy in the like, it, no, it does. Talk, people talking shit to a lot. Of, I mean, there's that's why there's so many fights at these games too. Yeah. I feel like too, you got so many. It's not like a camaraderie between the whole arena. Yeah, it's almost like it's but the same hundred time, games. <laughs> it's almost in a way, right? Yeah. It's it's kind of wild. But being there last night, I was we had Jets fan behind us talking shit the whole time, bro. Yeah. And you know, it's uh, and I understand like funny chit chat banter, or whatever, yeah. and stuff like that. But if like, you're just being a drunk, obnoxious clown behind me, like. We got problems. Yeah. And that was half the arena, man. Yeah. <laughs> the uh y'all New Yorkers are wild. Uh, <laughs> I, I will I will say, I will say the one thing about Vegas, though, Vegas is a very front running town. Oh, one hundred. This isn't a very loyal town. And Except the Raiders, for the Knights. And the well I think the Knights, see, the Knights will all, people the, will bleed. They no. were they were they were right. Like, look, so two years ago when they I think when, they, the when they uh, shooting, when they got st- oh, of course. But two years ago, when they started to finally started to drop back down, they didn't make it to a conference finals, and people started burning their jerseys. It's a very disloyal town. Oh, I didn't see any of that. Oh, yeah. yeah I like, mean, I was, I, I don't know. What I've seen happen in this city with the Vegas Golden Knights is unlike anything I've ever seen in, in with any other sports team in the city. I mean, you talk about Vegas being a hockey town. You told me that. You know, seven years ago, yeah. get fucked. Not yeah. a chance. You know, <laughs> yeah. like it's, it's a waste of money. I'd be like, don't bring that here. It's gonna yeah. be, you know, and for an expansion team to come in and then have the tragedy happen in Vegas yeah. the way it did, and then for the team to just kind of rally I mean, around, man, that. it rallied around it. You would see people in the liquor store and they're wearing golden lights, man. It was like it was like wearing an NWO shirt. You're like fucking too sweet, brother. You know, <laughs> like it, it created that. So I feel like that really brought this city together in a way where like. I, and the Raiders don't have that here. Yeah. But see, that's it's back to them being a front-running town. I mm-hmm. think if they do start to win, like okay, so say so say they would have made the trade that I wanted them to make last year at the draft and got Anthony Richardson and had the quarterback in place for the next five to ten years. Sure. Once they get that guy and they actually can put their chips behind that guy and he's everywhere around town and people are kind of buying in. If he plays well, granted he is in a division where it's going to be a Tough sledding for a little bit, but if he does play well, yeah, I mean, I feel like the team, the the city will gravitate towards the Raiders more. But do you see a uh, Raider fan base here in Vegas being like a Philadelphia Eagles fan base, where it's just a sea of green and fucking good luck wearing any other color in there? You know, I, I love Philly's fan base, man. Like, I think that is, I'm all about that sports fanatic like style, yeah. and I don't think we're gonna have that here in Vegas because it is a vacation town. You that's know? that's very true. So. I think. Everything you guys are saying, I agree with. To add more to the Vegas Golden Knights thing, they are actually Vegas's team. It, exactly. Team. Yeah. So, dude, I remember I went to, I might have been here 
And someone came to record at the studio mm-hmm. and like someone from his crew had a Knights tattoo. And as a joke, I was like, bro, you got a tattoo of the Knights already? Like they just already? got here. Like what the fuck? But that Vegas like, born, bro. It's a real he's thing. Like, bro, I'm 35 years old. I never had a sports My team. daughter's born in Vegas. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's Vegas born. That, that means something. It means think, something. And know? that's what he told me. And I was like, yo, you know what? Now I get it. And he was like, look, the A's are coming. They're not. They're Oakland. Yeah. I don't give a the shit Raiders that. came here. That's o- Oakland. O- Oakland, yeah. LA. But this is the Knights. This is Vegas's team. And I was like, yo, you know what, man? I get it now. Yeah. I get it. The NBA team coming. We'll it'll see. be their team. We'll see. If it starts from scratch, it'll be a Vegas team. Yeah, it'll, it's going to be an expansion yeah. team. So that'll that'll be an interesting take. I mean, sure. talk about the Aces, too. Um, even the women's NBA team. I mean, yeah. there's it's a, it's people a, taking they, pride in the Aces, yes, they too. Do. It's, a Vegas, it's a Vegas team through yep. and through. So it wasn't there, a it, It's there, but I just don't think the Raiders are going to have that. Okay. No, I agree with you. That's fair. Well, the Raiders are also like a, a historic. Yeah, the, the Raiders. So they're going to have fans all over the, the world anyway. Yes. They're never going to like not have fans. But yeah. just here in Vegas, it's never going to be that that Philly type environment. So That's no matter cool. who they get or no matter how great the team is. <laughs> I want to end I want to end the conversation with CJ Stroud because we kind of touched on Killed it a little me last bit, week, but we we didn't really like dive into it too much. I think it's crazy to put him in the NBA. Yeah, thousand percent. I think if you're betting on it now, it's you're just riding the wave that I don't think is. All right, who's his competitors then? Well, so the main look- the main competitor, truthfully, is just that he's a rookie quarterback, and by the time December hits, he's going to be zonked. He's got a lot to prove. There's a long road ahead of him, yeah, no I mean, doubt. But I think the way he's performing right now and what he's doing with that team is f- massively impressive. Oh, without a doubt. For yeah. sure. Like, without that's a doubt. A, that's unquestioned. Uh, yeah. That's unquestioned. So, I don't think that he should be too far back out of that conversation. I just still, to still think there's a lot of football left to play. And he's he's got some, some grounds to cover. Right now, the favorites. Mahomes, Hurts, Lamar, Tua, Joe Burrow, Christian McCaffrey, and then him. That's fair. I feel like that's fair. I can't complain about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Josh, Josh Allen before McCaffrey. Sorry. Josh Allen is on that list too. Yeah. I, I that doesn't don't make agree. Sense. Yeah. That's, that's kind of why I forgot to mention it. <laughs> hey, you're talking about my starting quarterback here, but easy. That kid, <laughs> that kid has been producing for me too, man. So just not in real life. <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, fair. Fair. Look, see, when you see, say it like, see, that's why playing fantasy is just like so much different, man. And yo, yeah. look, CJ Stroud, right? His last two games, close to 900 yards passing. Oh, he killed me. Six touchdowns, one interception. Yeah, right? that's, that's good stuff. And he put up like 52 points in our league. Yeah, he went, he went nuts against yeah. Tampa. He set the records too. Now, I just think that you got to kind of try to, like with betting, right? You have to, I'll give you an example for this week. This week, the Chiefs are playing the Eagles, the two front runners for MVP. Mm-hmm. Chances are it's a primetime game. It's Monday Night Football. Mm-hmm. Whoever wins that game, guarantee you their odds are going to be cut in half just because it's the perception. Yo, it's Monday Night Football. It's the two MVP candidates. The winner of that, mm-hmm. it's going to just be cut in half. Yeah. So I would bet on one of them two before this week. Yes. So whoever you think is going to win, say you think Kansas City is going to win, bet Mahomes, Mahomes to win MVP and, now. Yeah. Another example, also staying with this week, because we got some banger football games this week. Thursday night football, Bengals and the Ravens do the same thing. Yeah, Whoever wins that game, 
probably you're going to see their odds go. Like if Burrow comes out and throws four touchdowns, people are going to be like, oh, bro, you know, they would have won that last game if Tyler Boyd would have caught the pass. And now yeah. we're thinking of it completely different. Yeah. Or if Lamar goes out there and throws three touchdowns and runs for one in. So sometimes you got to bet these spots beforehand. Yeah. Because then after, looking at it. Because yeah. then after, it's like, yeah, bro, of course you want to bet on Mahomes yeah. now. We just throw him, <laughs> throw him throw five touchdowns. Yeah. yeah. The cool thing is to bet when I bet Burrow before they played the Niners at 30 to one. Ugh. And then they beat the yeah. Niners, they beat the Bills. And now all of a sudden, Prior to yesterday, they were 12 to 1. You're like, oh, bro, I'm holding 30 to 1. That's... I feel like no blue chew is needed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, 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 I was to, if I was to bet it after Buffalo, you'd be like, yo, bro, we just saw him light it up. It's not sure. as impressive. So sometimes with betting, you got to kind of make that read. And it's not always going to work out well. Yeah. But those are the kind of steps that you got to take when you're looking at like the betting markets. And with CJ Shaw now, like, is all we're seeing. What's so, he at right now, <clears> then? 40 to 1. I mean, how do you not get on that right now then? Some places, 25 Shoot. to 1. You, That's you, why you got to shop the lines also. It would have been good to catch them three weeks ago when they were just... <clears> dude, I mean, prior, but you didn't have a clue three weeks ago, right? right. You but know, prior, so... Not even prior to this weekend, he was 100 to 1. Ooh! Per the MGM. That was the spot. So, like, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, sometimes it's like now saying it. Now you have every show this week. Dude, I made him the thumbnail. CJ Stroud is on the thumbnail, post. right? Like everybody's talking about him. Yeah. And I'm not saying that it's not It's a fun worthy. story. Yeah, though. yeah, of course, dude. And also like you look at the Texans, they've been laughed at all these years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kind of like they had the Watson fallout and you're like, fuck, how are they going to find another quarterback? And then they find one and you got the Miko Ryan's coach of the year. I think like you could put the Miko on the, on the yeah, trophy already. Sure. Like that guy used to play for the Texans. Now he's coaching them, changed the whole culture. <clears throat> and like he's doing it with, with no one's really. Like, these guys are all young guys that he's sure. doing with. And also, like, ISO, please, if I can. You can't talk about bad offensive lines anymore. Because he has a bad offensive line, and he's killing. So, like, as a Giants fan, and it pains me, it's <laughs> like, bro, like, sometimes a quarterback can negate that a little bit. If you know you have a shit offensive line, maybe not seven-step dropbacks. We getting this ball out. Yeah, get this shit out right away. And, and like, bro, I'm watching the Texans. When they beat the Steelers, which was the first time that I was like, oh, there might be something down in Houston. Like, it was like week four or five. Mm -hmm. and, and, dude, he had four new starters on the O-line. And they beat Pittsburgh. Like, TJ Watt was non-existent. Shit offensive line. And then you see this kid is lighting it up with a bad offensive line. You're like, yo, bro. I'm not saying the offensive line is not important, but we got to maybe... You're not saying. You're just saying. I'm just saying that it, <laughs> in, the, in the event that we're like, oh, man, they lost because they have a bad offensive line. I think we could stop using that excuse, bro. As I'm I mean, talking to a Washington fan. I mean, right he's right. not Sam Howell. He's not Sam Howell. He's better. Come on, bro. You can't even say... Don't even... No, no. I'm not going to invite you back if you try to not... You try to pull that stunt. Hey, oh, man. listen. That's all right. It's all right. You're going to stop besmirching. Nah, yo, he's... He, look, honestly, Sam Howell... I'm impressed. Yeah, going straight. He's a fifth-round pick. He's a fifth-round pick. You know, he's, play, he's playing well. Two minutes ago, that man was going to go in the first round. He's like, getting he's getting hit every time he drops back. Every and he's time. Putting, yeah, the offensive line is really bad. Right. I, haven't, I haven't seen him limp yet. <clears throat> That's impressive. That's a good thing. Yeah. All right. Let's do a Patreon roll call, and then we're going to pick the names out of this bucket that I have over here for the Patreon winners for the sneakers last week. But big ups to the members of the Patreon. It's patreon.com, as you guys can see on the screen right now. We have a one, five, ten. 20 and $40 tier. Depending on what tier you enter, you get certain perks and incentives 
$5 tier, you get all the betting picks. You get access to the Discord. The Discord is $5. The betting picks are $5. That comes out, Josh, to about $0.16 cents a day. We know how people be spending their money. They spend it on way worse. So like $5 a month to support the show, support the brand, support the boy. And we know some of you guys. You guys spend money way worse. But it's patreon.com slash veterans minimum. Big ups to the members. Mahul Patel, Abel Rezin, Ben Coltsian, Christopher Velasquez, Derek Platees, Dylan Chadwick, Jerry Shapiro, Jordan Riley, Mike Wozniak, Mike Stevens, Nick Crummich, and Thomas Robinson. <clears throat> Patreon.com slash veterans minimum. Okay. I've had to do this for a while. I keep forgetting. Josh is going to pick a name out the hat. We got a bucket over here, right? All right. That's one of the sneakers. You read the names. Looking. All right. Let's see. What do we got? What do we got? Pair, oh, pair of Griffies, bro. Pair of Griffies. Right? Not bad. Lynn, okay. Linden Shin. Linden Shin. Linden Shin. Okay. Shout out to Linden Shin. And then who's the other sneaker? Linden, I'm going to need you to look like. I'm going to need you to DM me what your uh, size is. Right. We can get you the sneaker. Next one, I feel like Vanna White. The next one is uh, Ryan Piz. Ryan Piz. Bill's Mafia's very own. My guy, Ryan Piz, man. He's uh, been a member of the Patreon for a long time. Used to be in the Twitch streams, too. And he's been going through it because, like, you know, Bill's... Out of a roller coaster. I know I've been slandering your boy. That's your QB, Mike. Mike, that's your QB, man. I get it. But yo, truthfully, and my, and my second round pick. Don't forget that too. <laughs> hey, bro, I, I caught a lot of shit for that, but you know, I'm sticking with it. Get it. Hey, man, I appreciate you. Thank you for having me, bro. It's I long appreciate overdue. you coming on the show. Finally, we made it happen. I meant every word I said in the beginning that uh, you were a piece of shit for waiting this long. But you know what? That's how I address my friends. If I don't insult you, then. We're not really Don't friends. call me in the morning and be like, hey, man, I'm on the side of the road. Because I ain't going to answer. Dang. That's just how I am. Dang. You know what I'm saying? The New Yorker in him. That's, that's, that's that queen <laughs> shit, baby. Tell the people where they can find you on social media. Uh, Instagram.com, Lazy the Savage. I mean, that's pretty much, that's it. But uh, I'm low-key. I'm almost retired at this point, man. Unless you want to see baby pictures and shit like that. Or my the, golf the swing. Golf you swing. know, the golf swing. Or some funny shit with DC. I've been playing a lot of golf with him and stuff like that. But yeah, Lazy the Savage, L-A-Y-Z-I-E, the Savage. So come holler at me. Josh. The American Fan 365, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Spotify, Google, I think. I'm a couple different places. Definitely come check in with us there. We've got some big interviews coming up, so excited for that. I uh, got Dr. J coming up. Uh, oh. Nick. Yeah, yeah. It was supposed to be today, you know what I mean? But you know, I'm not going to put no business in the street. But yeah, yeah. As he put the business in the street. Yeah, you know I mean? Well, you know. Kind of. Try snitch. You know, just not, 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 not a full-blown. <laughs> right not there, a full-blown, full. you know. You got to put it out there. So, but yeah, got some things coming up. So excited. Dope, man. Dope, man. Hopefully, I'll, I'll come on your show, too, at some point. Uh, you you got to get me back <clears> on that Mondays. You know what I mean? Mondays. Oh, I Mondays are rough. I know. I know. That's it. I, I got a Dars at that time, Mike. You know what I'm saying? got to hit that little... I got to come train with you, That bro. little front headlock, bro. That's all you got to worry train. about. One trick pony, but that pony is a stallion. <laughs> you know what's <laughs> funny? is like when I first started training, that was my favorite shit, too. The Dars and hit the Anaconda roll. And like, that was my... So it's funny that you said that. Because uh, I could totally see you just falling in love with that choke. But I'm, I'm happy. I'm proud of you, man. That you're Thanks, training. Bro. And I can see it, bro. You're fucking 
You're slimming down and getting uh, pretty big too, like in a good way. So 198, baby. Yeah. 198. Yep. Come Trying hit a get... run, come hit a mountain run with me, bro. No way. No nope. fuck running. I nope. ain't running. Not at all. Enjoy bro, yourself. I was, I was doing like seven miles a day, hitting seven minute miles and shit. And... You're a bad, you're a bad man. Yeah. You could time me with a freaking map. Not a map, a calendar at this point on a mile. Yeah. Bad news. Bro, running. That's Nick Diaz got me into that, man. I remember the first time he took me, I thought I was going to die. I couldn't walk for like two weeks after that. He took me on an eight-mile run, and I was like... They probably do that shit every day, right? Oh, it's crazy, but it's so much psychology. We'll talk about it another talk time, about it but another yeah. Time. Yeah, definitely having you back home, man. Yeah. At Nick Diaz 10 is where you can find me. All things Veterans Minimum are at Veterans Minimum. We'll catch you guys next time. Peace. In his element, I'm a gold medalist, bronze like your medalist. So many deer in headlights, but it's bedtime. Hear that supper bell, main course, beat of venison. Zab, most dangerous game. Either kill or be killed. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.